It won't matter how sharp it is if you're too afraid to use it. You think you're ready? You've never faced a lion. You've never faced a lion. His mouth full of teeth like arrows. Like arrows. Ready to tear your flesh and crush your bones. When your brother comes back, he and I will find the lion and kill him. <laughs> Did you just get scared? <laughs> You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 285. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we celebrate our sixth birthday, James. Six whole years. Sixth birthday, James. Sixth birthday, James. <laughs> we celebrate our sixth birthday the same way that our great, 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 great grandparents would have. By marching into the woods and literally being afraid that everything around us would kill us. Ebenezer Baird. This week on. He was a great man. <laughs> In. To catch a predator. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat for a minute? <laughs> I'm sitting. What, what's up? Um, To catch a predator. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what's his face always said to him? I'm, Why don't you have a seat for a second? I thought you were going to accuse me of something. Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> off air. Uh, six years, James. Yeah, six years James, man. Six years. It's crazy. <laughs> Christ almighty. Um, and, and actually, you pointed out to me... I'm trying to grab my plug because I just realized that my Is that a euphemism? No. Um, it's trying you, to grab my plug. Gra- trying to grab my plug. Um, you pointed out to me that we'll be posting this actually on the, the exact six-year anniversary. If it gets posted on Sunday, which if. I will do. It's a big if. Which I will do this week. Um. We probably should have done something that aligned more with like an anniversary or a birthday or something, but nah, it's just six years. Catching predators is it's a good. That's a pretty good thing. It's a it's a pretty good. Take it's some, a, let's take some predators good out of the world. Pretty good activity to do on your birthday, <laughs> on your sixth birthday. I thought so. That's what I told my daughter when she turned six. <laughs> Go out there and catch a predator. Find, find the shittiest looking van with a free candy sign on it. We'll catch him. And then bring me his head. Um. That's why you have children. Use them as bait. Ew. Um, let's move on. So anyway, I'm James. I'm Mike. Why? I've, this is two weeks in a row I've said James, and I, for six years I've never said my name is James. I always say I'm Jim. What's going on, Jim? What's up? Michael. That's weird. <laughs> That's even weirder. Michael John. Oh, now they have two of your Ooh. names. Ooh. They get the last name. They can steal all of your information. Well, it means online, so <laughs> it's, it's, on, not very, it's not very hard to find. On what? What? The interwebs? It's on. Oh, it's on the online. Shit. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> whoa. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, so six years, man. What do you think? Um, I think we. It's time to pack it in. Yeah, I think this will be the last episode. <laughs> I think we've. I think it's we've, all downhill from here. I think we've watched every horror movie there is. I, yeah, I was on Shutter earlier. I couldn't find a damn thing to watch because I've watched all of it. Every single one. Every single one. 
That's how it was with uh, that's even, how it is with Netflix. even the even the Giallo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, Netflix I, does suck, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it it's does. good for Netflix is good for true crime, murder documentaries, and cult documentaries, and Peaky Blinders, and Peaky Blinders. That's what and Netflix, Stranger Things. And that's that's what, eh, that's what Netflix is good for. Yeah, I still haven't watched the new Stranger Things. I just finished it today. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell me anything. So it's uh, I'm not going to tell you anything, but it's it's like comparing it to season one and two. You know, obviously, since the popularity of the, the, the show has gone through the roof, the sure. length of the episodes gets longer. Sure. Season to season. This season, it's nine episodes, and it's I think I figured it's just under 16 hours of watching. That's what I hear. The last two it's episodes wild. are practically movies. Oh, yeah. The last episode is two and a half hours long. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Why? It goes by quick, though. Like, I got to the end of it. I was like, I'd like another two or three more hours of this. Yeah? Yeah. It's like it's like having sexy time with me. <laughs> like another No, no, it's just at the... least another two or three seconds. I no, it was know. just the goes by quick part. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> I, I could use at least another minute out of you. Jeez. Um I've heard stranger things. Nah. Nah. Nah, got it. <laughs> um uh, so we uh, so not only does this mark our six year anniversary, which like I said, we're not really doing anything big for. It's six years. It's like uh, it's like this year I celebrated my thirty seventh birthday. Who gives a shit, right? Those aren't big ones. Mike, who cares? To celebrate your thirty seventh birthday, we did a show <laughs> about a movie that you <laughs> made and brought on guests to talk about you. So for, after I took you out to dinner. So, so for six years uh, six years in the show, we should have done a movie. It was made about our podcast, on our podcast, starring the two of us drinking beer that we brewed six years ago. That's conf- <laughs> that just confused me. That confused me. You know what we could have done? We could have done something that corresponded with the bottle of beer that fucking Clown Shoes Steve gave us. Oh, man. Six years ago, almost. Hell yeah. We should have. We should have. I still have that. We should marinating away in my in my living room. <laughs> marinating away. We marinate. We we pour it into a Ziploc bag and we marinate steaks in it, and then we grill them up in the back of our toilet. In the <laughs> we make wine out of it. Afterwards. Where else would you marinate beer steaks <laughs> if not the back of your toilet? Jesus. <laughs> now there's an idea. Get a sous vide. And use the back of your toilet to sous vide steaks during the Ooh. day when nobody's when you're at work and you're not using. And that way, you're wasting less water. And if temperature drops, you can just drop a log in it to bring the temperature back up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the right? sous vide brings your log <laughs> to the perfect inner temperature. <laughs> a nice medium rare. <laughs> what the fuck? It's great. Oh I God. I love that in six years we have not uh, uh, matured no. one iota. We are about the age of, uh, or we're ma- the maturity level of six-year-olds. Yeah. So it actually, it fits. Yeah, oh, it yeah. works. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can say pee-pee now. Oh. And I do on the regular. I can say cock smooch. Um, okay, so we... <laughs> if my been... <laughs> six-year-old said cock smooch to me, I wouldn't even care. Oh, no, you'd be so proud. Yeah. You'd make, I'd make her a ribbon. She can wear the, a, a, a blue, a blue cock smooch ribbon. <laughs> Something about that feels inappropriate for you, for you to have just said that. 
Um, yeah. So uh, the last couple of weeks, we've been a mess. Um, episodes here and there, yeah. nilly willy. Uh, we had strangers on who probably should have been sat down by uh, what's his name I, to catch a predator. Did you? Um, did you just say? Did you say nilly willy? Yeah. Like it's one of those things that you say backwards. Is it willy nilly? It's willy nilly. No, it's nilly willy. <laughs> It's a it's a heck of a whole lot better than it's like uh, you're, uh, you're awful. It's like fruity tootie. Now you're just fucking with me <laughs> a little bit. Now you're just fucking. Um, with me. but yeah, no, everything's been kind of haywire because you've been on like 17 vacations over the past two weeks. Yes, I do like to vacation occasionally on uh, during summer holiday. How are the cat skills? Um, good. Yeah. Yeah, he can he can do math now. Who? My cat. I thought you you were asking how my cat's skills are. <laughs> is that not is that not like the super famous the uh, cat skills? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah, but come on. I thought I said it wrong. I was like, what? I turned it into a hilarious joke. Oh, oh <laughs> that's what funny. I just did. Oh. No, we went up to Rogers City uh, last week. Took yeah. our dogs on their first vacation ever. How's the old Raj doing? Uh, Raj is doing well. I got I got some stuff that I'll tell you about Roger City uh, off air. I don't need to talk about it right now because it's mostly boring shit, but it might be interesting to you. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. Took our dogs for their very first vacation. We were horrified that it because it's like a five hour drive. Sure. So it's two dogs, two kids, two adults, eight cats, eight cats. They got great skills, but <laughs> they're they're not great in the car. Um. Actually, like the dogs rode very well in the car. They didn't bark like at all during the week, and which is weird because you know my dogs are yappy little fucks. Yeah, I kind of want to kill them (laughs) every time I come over. And my brother and sister in law have a newborn baby, so we're like barks all the time. This is gonna be, (laughs) 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 and that might be what kept them at bay because he's just constantly (laughs) um very strange child. So uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Rogers City is great, dude. I love it up there. Yeah. Um, that's where Aaron's mom grew up, and like that's where her a lot of her family is up there. And have you ever been up there? No, I don't think so. It's just it's such a cool little town, and the whole surrounding area is beautiful. I I really like it up there a lot. So I uh, did that, and I don't think we've done much else. I mean, just a few family things, but those are boring to talk about on the show. So. They just happen to be every night on Nights We Do Podcast. <laughs> yeah, basically. For the last month and a half. Yeah, August is always very busy for me. It books up fast, so yeah. Um, and I'm going to be gone again next week, so... Oh, well. Um, you already knew that. I don't think so. Yes, you did. Mm. I told you, because originally I was supposed to be gone from Saturday to Tuesday. Okay. I did tell you about this, and then our Airbnb uh, got well, canceled. You, no, no, no. You told me that it might, and that you would get back to me, and then you never got back to me. No, the thing that I told you I would get back to you about was DJing at your thing. No. Well, you, you, you didn't I get did, back. I did, in fact, tell you that I will be gone this weekend, so we're going to have to record on like Thursday or something. That's fine. That's, That's not a big deal. Nah, that's fine. So anyway, I'll be gone again next week because I'm awesome. I'm a fucking globe trotter. We'll probably, That's how I live my life. We'll probably do one movie next week just to make it easier since it is a weeknight. Sure, yeah. So you know, I yeah. don't have to go to work two hours after we stop. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to <laughs> burden Michael too Listen, much. So I'm an old man now. Okay, I need my sleep. <laughs> so what have you been up to in the past two weeks, old man? I've been dying. <laughs> Swallowed a knife, staring into the abyss. <laughs> uh, no, nothing. I've honestly, it's it's been a pretty uneventful uh, last couple weeks. Just been hanging out and working a bunch and 
That's right. it. Right on, dude. I, w- I wish that I had more, um, more fun stories to say. I just, I just don't. No news is good news, no right? No news is good news. I mean, like... Uh, is in the your, grand scheme, like, of things, is your life boring as shit? Yes, not really. But I started Salem's Lot. Oh, I'm, I, I'm sorry. You started it or you finished it? Because you tried to give me the book. No, no, no. I asked you if you'd ever read it before. Oh, you just like you were. Okay. And I literally told you I'm only like a quarter of the way through it. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. No, you weren't. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, no, I started. I started Salem's Lot. I'm on uh, book two of <sighs> our of our King our of King's Quest. See, this shit's gonna take you forever. <laughs> dude. Oh fuck yeah! Because in the time that you in the time that you've read a book and a quarter, I've read three i'm averaging at least as of right now i'm averaging about a book a month i'm also a very slow reader so yeah. that doesn't help my cause and, the, and those are some of the shorter books too they are yeah like, like the once stand, you get into the stand, the stand is it, gonna take me six months to read yeah. if not more <laughs> guaranteed which might be okay because like like i said we were talking about because you said salem's lot is kind of slow at first because sure. it's a lot of character development and i said wait until you get to the stand and it stuff like that where you have to keep track it's a little it's a little better because it focuses mostly on the seven kids. Yeah. Uh, but like the stand, there's like 50 characters you got to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And it's a lot of character development. And that's why I like that's why I like listening to books on Audible because the the voiceover artists are much more talented than the voice in my head. Mm-hmm. They're much more engaging. Mm-hmm. So when I listen to them doing their thing... It doesn't feel like such a fucking drag. The voice, to... Is the voice in your head just you? Because I can tell you from the outside, awful. I know, awful. That's what it is, dude. I should. Wait, do you not, have you ever tried to? Have you books, ever tried wait. to? Okay, I think we might be trying to say the same thing. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you ever fuck your mother? Just on occasion, but <laughs> no. Like when you're when you're. Do you not cast in your own head? Like when I'm reading books, I will I will like sort of like fan cast who I think, the, or if I or <clears throat> if I know who plays them, if there's a movie adaptation, that, that I will read them in their voices. Yes. But also fan cast though. That I do. Uh, I don't fan cast. I make up the voices of the characters. Like if I've never, if the, if I'm reading a book that has no adaptation, a film adaptation. Yeah. I don't. I don't do that. I don't fan cast. Oh, see, I, just, I will. I'll just, I will. I'll just make up the voices in my head. Mm-hmm. So they're probably fucking terrible most of the time, but that's well, what works for me. Sometimes, sometimes even if like, uh, like when I was reading Carrie, I had, um, was it, was it Carrie that I was reading? Well, it's a, f- I mean, yeah, well, obviously, but what was I, what was I reading though? I was reading, no, I think it was, ah, fuck. What was I reading? Was it Barker? I forget what book it was. But I had fan casted uh, different were, actors. Were you reading Books of Blood? I was. I don't think. It was, I don't think it was that though. Fuck! I can't remember what all I've, I've read lately. Um, maybe it was Carrie. Point is, like, I know who plays. I know who plays the characters, like in the movies and all that. Yeah. But I had fan casted like my own versions of them, and I was like, oh, now I want to see the movie with like these people in it. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> because like in my head now, it makes for a really great movie, and I can see them playing the roles. <laughs> Um, I think I would just, if I did that, I would just purposely fan cast the people with the most unique, like crazy, like Bobcat Goldthwait, uh, fucking um, Bobcat Goldthwait as uh, uh, what's his name who brings Carrie to the prom. Uh, I can't think. I can't think of his uh, the guy character's name right now. What's his name Billy? And then I don't remember no, and then Roseanne Barr is Carrie. That's that's. But I want to see the live action version. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was the, but like Bobcat Goldthwait and uh, what the? Why can't I think of his name? It's uh, it's escaping me right now. And he just died. Iago from Aladdin. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. 
It would be like who else has just ridiculous, like a ridiculous. Let's voice. go to the prom. <laughs> That's a terrible girl, Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't. Who do, do a bobcat? Oh, that was that was more like I was going for a Sam Kinison thing. There. Yeah, that was. <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at you. No, Sam Kinison is Mrs. White. That's that's fucking casting right there. Um, we should do though. We should do as I'm reading these King books. We should do episodes when I get done with them. I would like that. On. I would like that because I've been do... fucking dying to talk to somebody besides Chris Jordan occasionally on Facebook, which is like just about books in general. <laughs> well, no, I think I've really in in reality I've maybe talked to him two or three times on Facebook, and twice was about it, and once was about um the shit demon, uh, Dreamcatcher. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I need, pe- I need I need people <laughs> I need people to talk to yeah, about no, King I would, books. I would love to. Um, yeah, no, it'd be, that'd be great. We've uh, uh, Kristen and I had had dabbled with the idea of bringing that to you and just be like, hey, you know, since we're doing this, since we've both read, have her on every now and then <clears> talk <throat> about King books. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. Um, sorry, babe. <laughs> because because we talk about having the girls on the show every once in a while, and it's one of those things where we talk about it and then oh. we never do it. Oh. oh, so hold on, wait, let me rewind. Yeah, we'll have her on sometime. <laughs> yeah, we joke about it, but I think it would actually be fun, especially for a movie like Carrie that has a strong female perspective. Maybe we could learn a couple things, James. Yep, I'm hating everything about this. Yeah. Maybe we can learn about um, the female anatomy mm-hmm. and the magic of the period. Oh, like a period piece? Yes. Like, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Oh, there's the name of the episode. A true period piece. <laughs> uh, this is good, though. I like this. Yeah, Let's get all yeah. the bad out, uh, bad yeah, ideas yeah, out yeah, on the yeah. table right now, oh, so we for can. Fuck's sake. <laughs> um, no, it would. I think it'd be fun to do though, because there's a lot, especially with that that book to movie. There's a lot, and we could do the other versions of Carrie as well. Cover the entire Carrie spectrum. Oh, like Rage and stuff like uh, that. Rage. There was a '70s remake. Yeah. Uh, not '70s. Um, no, not it was not um, '70s. Uh, '90s the remake. '90s. Yeah. '70s, '90s. The '90s remake of Carrie, and then there's uh, the remake of Carrie with uh, what's her name? Um, I kept wanting to say Haley Joe Osment. Come on, Haley Joe Osment. You got it. You um, know, you... Chloe. Go on. Grace. Tourette's. Do Do you actually know it? Morell. Nah. <laughs> Morel, Morel, Chloe Grace, Mor- it's not Moretz. It is Chloe- Moretz. Oh, is it Moretz? You piece of shit. I, I keep you always say Morel. I keep thinking that it's not Moretz for some reason. <laughs> because you always say Morel, and then I always say it's Moretz. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, though, um, I think it's, I just think it'd be fun to do. Yeah, totally. And the book is like completely. <laughs> you didn't let me finish my sentence. Yeah, totally. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm driving this home, James. That sounds awful. It sounds I'm like a terrible idea. All right. Anyway, though, uh, speaking of uh, awful ideas, because here's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of awful ideas, let's get into let's get into some <laughs> corrections from last week. Oh, this is what happens when we take time away. Well, games. you threw off my fucking my flow. <laughs> speaking of correcting your flow, <laughs> get it? Because uh, talking. Of- it's a real period piece. Uh, corrections. <laughs> yeah, we're doing corrections next. Here we go. Okay. Stupid! You're so stupid! 
All right. Uh, I got a couple of corrections here from last week, James. Uh, yes, California does have a die with dignity law has had on the books since 2016. Uh, so we weren't sure about that last week. So Josh can finally go ahead and get that operation he's been waiting on. Oh, geez. Aren't we all waiting on that? Yep. Yep. Uh, Jesse can perform it. Just oh, pop, really? pop him full of shit. Is you he know? qualified for that? I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a doctor, right? <laughs> doctor. Dr. Jesse. Sounds legit. Dr. Love. Ooh. Yeah. Dr. Jesse Love. <laughs> uh, Barry Levison was... Levinson. Levinson was the director of You Don't Know Jack, starring Al Pacino, about Jack Kevorkian, speaking of the diet thing, Nidala. Uh, he you, did like Rain Man and a whole bunch of other stuff. He, amazing. I said it was Scorsese he last also, week. It he also did Scorsese. all the voiceovers for the game You Don't Know Jack. No there's, a fun, there's a fun fact. No bet, shit. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't know Jack. It's because you don't know Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and this one's uh, a big one. Uh, I got to clarify here. I said last week that it is commonplace in India for people to eat people. <laughs> um, I, I need to I need to clarify this. Um, <laughs> we were talking about cannibalism last week, and I said, yeah, in, in India, it's commonplace. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> what I meant by that is that there is this weird, gross... Um, like very small sect of religious people that uh, their their whole entire religion revolves around being as disgusting as possible, and they absolutely like they live in filth. Like they they like bathe in shit. They eat feces. They eat dead humans out of the river where they burn bodies. Like it's it's just absolutely fucking disgusting. See, you were saying something about this earlier, and I thought you were being sort of hyperbolic no. when you said they bathe in shit and stuff. And I was like, okay, intentionally. So, so I looked them up. They're called the. Agori. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I have a quote right here <laughs> from the Agori Maranath, which I'm not sure what that means. But the quote is, the reason why we do things that seem outrageous to the outside world is actually simple, to find purity in the filthiest. If an Agori manages to remain focused on God, even during sex with a corpse or while eating a human brain, then he is on the right way. I disagree, <laughs> but I think that you're free to. I think that you're free to I mean, practice your religion however you last, choose, yeah, however you see fit. The last time that I was simultaneous, simultaneously uh, uh, betting a corpse while also eating the brain out of said corpse, I felt pretty close to God. Mm. So, well, it was the same. Might be it was something. the same person. I'm assuming. Well, yeah, of course. Right. I was fucking their brains out. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Oh. oh, speaking of bathing in shit, uh, Josh said last week <laughs> that Mushroom Head has good two records. I am here to clarify that is incorrect. Wait, he said they have two good records? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you just said it like a weirdo. They have good two records. <laughs> good two records. Uh, yeah, I don't jo remember Josh is like, oh, well, they have, they have two good records, and that's about it. And then I fell off. Oh. Two good records? Well, is he saying record? Was he saying records like in the way that, like, uh, like when they give out a, an, a, a Grammy, they say best record of the year, and they, it just means one song? No, I think Josh meant albums, like oh. actual albums. He might have even said albums. Two I whole, don't know. Two whole albums of good songs I, from I, Mushroom Head? I, I guess. That's false. <laughs> and we're not even going to have to do a correction on that. That's just false. <laughs> they Absolutely have, false. They have one good song. Everybody knows that. I, I, 
correction actually, for next week. <laughs> I actually saw it, dude. I was driving home from uh, Rogers City, and I saw three separate cars on my way home from Rogers City, all with mushroom head decals. Oh, sure. They're all coming from the... Uh... There's three of them? <laughs> There's three mushroom head fans in Michigan. That's fucked. Yeah, they're they're all coming from the Michigan militia, probably. <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta tell you this. I don't. I don't know if I should say that. I don't know why. Why? Why? why couldn't why? say it on air. I don't think he would care. But Greg is. <laughs> Greg is selling his house. Sure. And his real estate. His, his real estate agent uh, sent him a text today. You saw. You, <laughs> and then she. He looked her up just to see, like, oh, I want to know who I'm doing business with here, or his, his realtor, or whatever. Yep. He looked her up, <laughs> and her she's not only a realtor, she's also a singer who who often does backing vocals for the insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah. she's not only a realtor, she's the realister. <laughs> like a, would you trust a juggalette to sell your house? That should be your catchphrase. Jugga, let me sell your home. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on. It's perfect. We don't clown around. Oh. Let's give your home a makeup over. Damn. Uh, that I last one sucked, but the first two you nailed. <laughs> I was going to say, have you ever thought about getting into mar- marketing, but then you hit me with that <laughs> makeup over thing? That be. sucked. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate, though. That's super unfortunate. Well... If she ever comes uh, to your home to give it a once-over and she smells like cotton candy Fago, just run the other way. That's all I'm going to say. Um, anyway, those are my corrections, though. Uh, that's, Wait a minute. Uh, if yeah. a girl smelled like cotton candy Fago all the time? No, w- cotton candy is one thing. Cotton candy Fago. Have you ever had cotton candy Fago? Oh, it's, It's yeah. fucking awful. It's just it like, sugar inside of like a... It smells like cavity and dirty diapers. That's, that's what you get. So the gathering of the Juggalos. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> the Agori would fit right in at the <laughs> Gathering of the oh Juggalos. Oh my God, they would. Yeah. <sighs> see, you can bring, that's, the Gathering of the Juggalos brings <laughs> people from all walks of life together. And I yeah. think that's a really beautiful thing. So what we got to do, we got to go to the Gathering next year. And what do they call it? The, is it the fam- as Agori They call people? it the Family Gathering or no, something like it's that? It's the Family, and then it's just the Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, shit, yeah. dude. The Family Gathering, yeah, I think you're right, actually. <clears throat> no, we should go there, though, posing as Agori um, uh, uh, missionaries and see how many people we can actually get to join the ranks and then start this whole like Agori <laughs> religion amongst the ICP people. <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is... Uh... No, you cover see pee, I drink pee. <laughs> All you have to do is cover yourself in shit and fuck this dead body. That's half the people there. And then you're one of us. <laughs> three rung, a dung, a dung, dung. Oh, three <laughs> rung. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, moving shit. on here, yeah, James. What are we doing on, this please. week? So this week, To Catch a Predator, we are, um, we're doing two movies that take place... These are these are kind of loosely connected. I, I'm letting you explain this one. because I, I thought, still don't get it. You still don't get I it. Still don't I mean I get it, but I also still don't get it. We've done so many shows with so much looser connections than these two movies. Okay, that skateboard looks like the hoverboard from uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, by the way. How uh, we're watching uh, Phantom of the Mall. Phantom of the Mall, fantastic movie, by the uh, way. Also, a fantastic episode we did. Oh yeah! Thanks to Mama Jen. Yeah, she made that one. She's always good. Always anyway, good. this week. Um, so this week, uh, we did Prey from 2022, which is the new Predator movie. Yep. If you don't know, uh, available on Hulu. 
aka To Catch a Predator. Exclusively. Uh, and then we also did a movie called Eyes of Fire. Mm-hmm. Also on To Catch a Predator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and that one, uh, that one's available on Shutter. Shutter, yeah. And I'm, I, it actually came out on Blue. I think Severin put it out on Blu-ray just this right. past year. Severin's been killing it lately. Yeah, like Severin's been really, really good. Um, yeah. So the connection between these two, I, I guess we could talk about this in the tofu. The connection between the two movies. Sure. But so to go along with those two movies, we uh, Michael picked up a really fancy looking bottle of Bruce. Well, it's a birthday, oh, so yeah. we got to have birthday beers. So, from Sierra Nevada, this is Trip in the Woods, barrel-aged series, brewed and bottled by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company in Chico, California. This is a tequila barrel-aged Otravez, ale brewed with lime and agave, aged in tequila barrels. This could either be fantastic or it could be awful. No, I think it's going to be fantastic. Because some stuff that's aged in tequila barrels... A.K.A. the Cooper and Thief uh, <laughs> Sauvignon ooh, Blanc ooh. is fucking terrible. Ooh, okay. So, uh, okay. But it's not wine, though, so I'm hoping but this, this will be is, better. But actually, Sierra, Sierra Nevada has another... They have a rum one, too. Sierra Nevada has another tequila barrel-aged beer that is really good. Okay, what? so we've done another... We have done oh, Trip actually, in the Woods before, um, but it was the six-pack, and it was like the standard Trip in the Woods. This is... That beer aged, aged in, in, in the barrel. So okay. it's technically different. And you know it's fancy because it's a beer bottle with a cork. Oh, it's a cork and, a and it's got the little cage on top. And yeah, I'm going to point it right at Mike as I open it. Do it. Ooh, um, <clears throat> for this limited offer, and it's in a, what is this, a 22-ounce yeah, bottle? Yeah, one of the biggies. This says, oh, it's 1.9.4 fluid ounces. Okay. So I, I, think, I, I think that's 20 ounces, right? Sure. No. One pint no. is 16 plus... Oh, it's 20... 20... The deuce, deuce. That would actually be... <laughs> Math is hard! <laughs> would actually be 25 ounces. Okay, sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. So, fuck you. Okay. Uh, for this limited offering... I offended. <laughs> for this limited offering, we pushed beyond the typical barrel-aged beer theory... We got our hands on some Reposado tequila oak barrels and then aged our new Otrevez goes. Oh, it's a goes. Otrevez goes with lime and agave. This trip in the woods starts out tart yet juicy with hints of lime. For the finish, the unmistakable silkiness of classic Reposado. Ooh. When beer meets barrel, incredible things happen. The passage of time and the influence of wood <laughs> combine to create a final product much greater than the sum of its individual parts. Our trip in the Woods series is designed to highlight the complex interplay between beer and barrel. Each beer has matured in a wooden cask originally used to age and mellow spirits, and the time in slumber creates rich and layered flavors unique to this difficult and hands-on process. A hands-on process which has influence from wood. (laughs) So I'm going to open this. You might want to talk amongst yourself for yeah. a second because um, this is going to take me like five minutes to fucking open. Yeah, uh, James is hard with uh, taking cages off things, apparently. Um, so this uh, is called uh, Trip in the Woods, and that is because both of our movies take place in the woods. They both take <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> in the woods. Um, it's both about uh, groups of people or person that uh, goes into the woods to find something, whether it be a new home, whether it be a predator, 
whether it be an alien. So you really don't get the connection here, do I, you? Not at all. I just... They both take place in 18th century American frontier. Yeah, okay. And they both deal with... They both deal with the people in the American frontier dealing with a preternatural threat. Okay. Preternatural threat. Okay. How is that not... And they both and they both involve one of them involves Native Americans, one of them involves Native American folklore. Okay. Now this is just funny watching you explain it to me. That's you're not I'm... seeing any of the. <laughs> no, I've gotten it the entire time. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Pour me some of this shit. All right. Um, I can smell it already coming out of the bottle, and it is smells, it delicious? Smells lovely. Or does it smell rank? No, it smells really nice actually. Here, pour hand me. me, hand me that. Uh, pour me, baby. Hand me that glass. Mm. Um, Smack my glass up. <laughs> my glass up. What? <laughs> oh, gee. Look at that. I what? poured really nice for me. Awful. And just because this is your glass <laughs> and because you're known for not being able to it, pour a beer, it, it suddenly it. somehow just magically knew to pour four inches of head on top. It knew it. So here, I'm just going to, just so I don't waste a bunch of time. Four, you can try that four and then I'll. inches of head. That's actually pretty, uh, it's pretty nice. Smell that. Smell it. Oh, it smells like tequila. Like it straight yeah. smells like tequila. Cheers, bud. Wow. Okay. Let's give that a Cheers. try. I'm really um I'm into this. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Mm. That's weird. Wow. I don't even know how to describe that. It's not bad. It's very tart. <clears throat> it's very tart. The lime is like very uh very heavy in it. It's it's very tart. And it very much tastes like tequila, but without like the unpleasantness of tequila. If you don't like it, you know, if you don't, like, I'm not well, a big tequila, straight tequila drinker. Tequila's so. got that like peppery, like wow. that peppery sting to it. You know, I I'm almost I'm almost at a loss for words on this. Like this is weird. Like if you didn't know if it if you didn't know that it was aged in tequila barrels, I think that you would just think this was like a really, it's like a lime sour. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, but yeah. But if you know that it's aged in tequila barrels and you're like kind of paying attention to that, to me the tequila taste is much more subtle than oh, I think, I think you're I picking think, up on. I think on. it's much more. Well, do you, okay, here's a question. Do you like tequila? I do, yeah. I don't. More so lately. So this is like this is like if I'm eating a salad and there's cucumbers in it. Actually, all that I'm last... Going, all I'm going to taste is the cucumber because I don't like cucumber. The last drink that I just took, I made sure to breathe in heavy with my nose as I was drinking it, and yep. I got a lot more yeah, of the tequila. It, the tequila is strong with this. It's like the force. <laughs> the tequila is strong with this one. That's mm. good, though. I like it. It is good. It's really good. Fill me up. And for 18 bucks a bottle, I hope it's good. Jeez. Yeah. No, not a cheap one. Uh, all right. I don't go cheap for our birthdays, James. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's what we're drinking for tonight. So now we're going to get into Trailer Trashed. All right, James. Uh, this week on Trailer Trashed, we do have one that we've been talking about for a little bit here. Finally got a trailer for it this week. So we're talking about it. This is the trailer, not for a movie, James, but for a television program oh. on the streamings oh. called Wednesday, which oh. is the Tim Burton Adams Family new show. That's 
good English for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, so this is the trailer uh, for Wednesday, which is starring um, Jenna Ortega as uh, Wednesday, yep. Catherine Zeta-Jones as uh, <laughs> hey, as hey. Morticia, uh, Luis Guzman as uh, what? Why, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Gomez. Gomez. Uh, which I still think is weird casting. You'll so, see, but. Like then, when we first started talking about this show, I don't think we knew it was a show. Did oh, we? Oh, I did. Did we? Yeah, no, we did. You just don't pay attention. Now that I like now that <laughs> I'm now that I'm getting a and especially after this, I'm I'm hoping I'll get a better sense for it. But like with Catherine Zeta Jones, Jenna Ortega, and I've seen a screenshot of Jenna Ortega as Wednesday, oh, she's like perfect. I'm I'm getting a better sense of what this is gonna be, and I think Louise Guzman well, I here's think the it, thing. I think it's going to be if you more fitting than I thought it was going to be. Look up the original animation for the Adams Family. Like the oh, yeah. original. Yeah, he I've looks seen, like yeah, Louis looks like like, Yeah, it's just that it's just that Raul yeah, Julia short and stocky and yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, like Raul Julia played Gomez so fucking perfectly in those two movies they made back in the late nineties. <clears throat> I mean, almost like, almost as good as he played M. Bison. Almost as good. Almost as good. <laughs> There's no Gomez Bucks, though. Uh, Bison Bucks, real thing. They'll take over the world. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is the teaser. It's not, they call it a teaser. It's a trailer. It's like two over two minutes long. Uh, this is the trailer for Wednesday. So here we go, James. Miss Adams, you certainly had a very interesting educational journey. I think I'm going to love it here. So there you go. Right on, right on. That is Wednesday. What do you think, James? It definitely looks uh it looks fun. Oh. It's Oh no. I, am I sensing some badness here? No, not at all. It's like it's it's kind of hard to get a good grasp on it to be honest with you. Really? You think so? It's it looks like, no, it looks good, but it like, I'm so used to the, I'm so used to the 90s Adams Family movies, which are so family friendly. Yeah. Um, Like this one actually looks like it's going to be, it's going to have like a, a little dose of violence, like oh, some sure. actual blood oh, yeah, yeah. and gore. And she even says at the end of it, like, oh, like murder and mayhem and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really intrigued so- by it. If you forget, if you Luis, forget, Gu- Luis Guzman, what I said before, <laughs> I'm throwing it back out the window. He still looks he's so ridiculous. Weird, right? He's he's just so strange. And there's there is no way. And I I know that it's the Adams family, and things are kooky and spooky, mysterious and ooky, which they made the word ooky up. By right. the way, yeah. I think you actually told me that. Yeah, you looked it up. Um, I didn't look it up. It's just I'm going. <laughs> I'm going based off of my knowledge of words. That's fair. and that doesn't sound like <laughs> it's a fucking word to me. Um, like there's no way in hell that a guy like Luis Guzman bags a girl like uh, Catherine Santa Jones. Well, he's rich, obviously. I don't care. Doesn't matter, dude. That's not fair. That's true. But how many? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. How many? How many? How many? Five foot, four inch, literal piles of shit in this world. Yeah, it's true. have 
have gotten beautiful women just because they're loaded. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Um, okay, and that's so, that's no knock on guys who are five foot four inches. It's just like you know, be a good person still and be taller. <laughs> and also, you know, be taller. There's like if you have that much money, there's surgeries that you can get to get and, taller and and stilts. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but see, yeah, Luis Guzman looks weird though. Like he just, I, I don't buy him in the role yet. Maybe I'll I'll grow. Well, and he's also it's it's weird because I didn't pick up on. It, 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 granted, he didn't say that much in that trailer. I didn't pick up on him doing an accent of any kind. He didn't. He didn't really. Which is weird because Luis Guzman has done tons of roles where he's done yeah an accent, and Gomez has. It's not. A, Gomez doesn't even really have much of an accent. So much. No, as he a, just talks like this. So no, much as a, yeah, he's very he's but, yeah. Well, yeah, he's very like uh, uh, charismatic kind of. What's the like prim and proper, and yeah. like in Louise ah, Guzman. Ah, dear Morticia, you mustn't be like this. Uh, oh, I guess like, he's still. I guess, I guess he's got to look because he because he he says stuff in Spanish. Some mi amor. That's, like, that's true. So he was Spanish, wasn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. I just don't picture. I still even seeing it, I have a hard time with Louise. But maybe I'll love it. Maybe I'll love it. <laughs> there's a shot in the there's a shot in the limo where he smiles and it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude. No, it does look good. Jenna, or- Jenna Ortega is perfect for that oh, role. She's uh, she looks perfect, fantastic yeah. when she drops the piranhas in the pool at the like water polo. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. They didn't show Pugsley at all. No, he's in the. Um, they 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 did release a shot of the entire family for promotional reasons. He's mm-hmm. not in the trailer. Though. Is he much? Is he a lot younger? No, he's the same age as her. I think they're they're who's, they're, they're who's on the playing same age. him. Do we even uh, know that? No one that I've ever heard of. Okay. Um, now I don't know if you knew this or not, but the the show is like a mystery whodunit kind of thing, which it reminds me a lot of. And I know you didn't watch this, but the show does remind me a ton of the Sabrina the Teenage Witch oh. uh, show. Yeah, very very similar in tone, very <clears throat> very similar in everything. So, and I loved that show, so I'm very much looking forward to this. That is the what? Are, what is Christina Ricci playing this? I don't know. They haven't said because she's in. Yeah, she must haven't... be. She must be one of the teachers or something Probably. like that. Wait, she wasn't the blonde teacher that they kept showing, was she? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, now yeah. I'm gonna rewatch it and make sure, but I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I feel like they wouldn't give her away. Everyone's right. been looking forward to her coming back. But Gwendolyn Christie was in it. She looks like she's. I, I like her. She's Brienne of Tarth. I mean, come on. Sure. You haven't watched Game of Thrones, so you nope. know what the fuck I'm talking nope. about. I'm just but... agreeing with you for the sake of agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it looks. I think it looks cool. Like, will I watch it anytime soon? No. Really? No. I oh, okay. Well, no, because that's just not how I do things. Like, I haven't even started <laughs> Breaking Bad yet. You watched Prey. But that's a movie. <laughs> that's a movie. Like Fair. the like uh, the fact that I j- the fact that I actually watched Stranger Things within six months of it being released is a miracle. Well, we've watched them all like the week of because we've done them for the show, and that's the only reason I've watched them is because I've done it for the show. Fair enough, and also because I love them so so, yeah. so much. Looks uh, looks good though. I'm into it. You're into it. Uh, that was trailer trash. Yeah, I'm into it. I'll tell you what I actually think about it in 2032 when I actually watch it. That's so. fair. I'll yep. fill you in earlier than that when I actually do watch it. How about that? No spoilers, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That was trailer trash. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. 
right, James, strap your balls in because we got a lot of news. Okay. <laughs> just saying, just, just trying to trying to give you a heads up here. Well, just give me a minute. I'm strapping in still. Oh, oh they're that big, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, sure, fake. <laughs> um, okay, let's see here. Couple, no, it's, uh, no, it's because I had to pull so tight to even reach them, you know? <laughs> couple of deaths here. Uh, big bummers, too. First one's been all over the news like crazy the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, well, last six days, I should say. Anne Heche passed away after uh, being in critical condition for at least a couple of days uh, after a really bad car accident. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, she was only 53 years old, leaves behind two children, which is <clears throat> awful. Yeah. Um, I know there's been a lot of conflicting reports about what had happened before the crash. There was supposedly another car accident she was involved in, like, right beforehand. Well, did you see any of the videos of her from that day? I did not. There's, uh, like, ring cam videos and, like, street cam videos of her in her car just, like, ripping through the streets. Yeah. Yeah, she was driving, like, very, very fast all day long. Yikes. Um, Um, No idea what's going on with her. I know that they said they did find narcotics in her system, but they don't know if that was from the hospital or fentanyl they found yeah they found fentanyl in her system yeah like i said but like i said from what i was reading the coroner couldn't couldn't actually say if that was there before she was in the hospital or after she was in the hospital uh oh whatever was showing up on the test oh there was like some conflicting reports about that point is it doesn't sound like ann hesh was in a good way before the crash right which is super sad um yeah, uh, b- bummer. I mean, she, uh, she was in. I know what you did last summer. She was in the the amazing Psycho remake. That was like a shot for shot remake of Hitchcock's original. Uh, and it's Anne oh, Hayes. Uh, she's Vince Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah, with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. she's been in fucking tons of stuff. Uh, Six Days, uh, Seven Nights, Donnie Brasco, Wag the Dog. <laughs> it's the only movie I ever left the theater for. Which one? Six Days, Seven Nights. Oh, you didn't like it with uh, Harrison Ford? I've... The real life account of him flying a plane and crashing it. <laughs> <laughs> with Harrison Ford, it was yeah. with. Um, that was Harrison Ford. It was with. Um, wasn't David Schwimmer in it too? Oh, I don't think so. I think he was. I look it up. I don't think so. Think Six days, seven nights was Harrison Ford though. Um, but anyway, she's just been in an absolute ton of stuff. She's a huge, huge star, and uh, it sucks. And uh, you will be missed, Dan Hayes. Um, gone way, way too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other gone person this week. Sounds weird. The other gone. Person. The other gone person this week. Um, David Schwimmer was in it, by the way. He was. Yeah. Oh, was he the other man? I think he was her husband initially. Oh, okay. In, like during the plane Wait, crash, or so something. he wasn't just a friend. <laughs> because of the show, ah! friends <laughs> that he was on. Yeah, I get it. Yes. All right. Uh, so the other death uh, this week, uh, or t- from almost two weeks ago now, but we haven't recorded in a while, is uh, the death of Clue Gulliger. Uh, big, big loss. Oh, Clue Gulliger. I, I didn't hear away. about this. Yeah. So he was. He's probably best known for Return of the Living Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Um, but he's been he, his IMDb resume, 165 credits long, which is crazy. My fate, personal favorite was the Feast, Feast. trilogy. <laughs> yeah. more, more specifically, the very first Feast movie. 
is goddamn incredible. Um, but he's been in so Which many movies. Which was directed by his son, so... It was directed by his son, John Gulliger, yes. Mm-hmm. But he's been in so much stuff. The Killers, The Last Picture Show, uh, The Hidden, Uninvited, uh, The Killer Who Wouldn't Die. I'm gonna get you, sucker! Mm-hmm. Team Vamp, Puppet Master 5, uh, The Feast Trilogy like we talked about, Piranha 3 D. Um, a children, one of the children of the corn movies. Once upon a time in Hollywood, he was in. Like, guy's a fucking legend, mm. absolute legend. My favorite thing that he was ever in, though, was a documentary called Out of Print, mm. and this is a documentary about the resurgence of thirty-five uh, millimeter cinema, and in specifically at the New Beverly in. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He was a mainstay of the New Beverly. He was there every weekend for like every showing. Like he was just that guy that was always fucking there because really? he loved cinema, like a pure love for just cinema in general. And it's 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 such a good story, not only of that theater <clears throat> and and of of you know just the genre in general, but like just of the people that go to see movies, mm-hmm. the people that love movies. And I I remember specifically watching out of print and thinking like, man. Clue Gulliver just seems like a good dude. Like he would just go and sit down. Big, this big, huge Hollywood star would just go and sit down next to whatever and watch movies because he fucking loved movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like a, like a real pure soul. Yeah, it's cool. Not many of them left in Hollywood. So uh, at ninety three years old, we well, bid they're all you... lizard people now. I oh, mean... that's true. Yeah, at uh, at ninety three years old, we bid you adieu. Uh, you will be missed, Clue Gulliver. Yeah. All right, let's get into the news here. Um, a lot of through. I'm gonna try to be quick about this. Uh, this is big news. Uh, producer Roy Lee is teasing that a new Friday the Thirteenth movie could be announced as soon as the end of this year, uh, or at least something going on with it. He was on the Boo Crew podcast and uh, mentioned that that's something that I would love to talk about talking about the Friday the 13th franchise. Mm-hmm. He goes, but you may be hearing something by the year's end on that front, hmm. which means that Sean Cunningham and uh, what's his fuck, uh, uh, blah, 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 Victor Miller, uh, the two of them have to come to an agreement to work together because yeah. they now own separate parts of it. Right. Hopefully they're coming together. They're going to make something. There's going to be money to be made and everyone's going to be happy and we can finally get this show back on the road. Uh, but that's exciting after waiting over a decade at this point, well over a decade, um, since uh, 13 years, actually. Ooh, that's ominous. It's been 13 years since the last Friday the 13th movie. Two, yeah, 2009. There sure. you go. Well, I mean, aside from the, you know, yeah, the amazing Never Hike Alone movies. Well, I mean, which should be canon at this point, let's yeah. be honest. Uh, okay, so I mentioned how Out of Control was an amazing documentary, and there's a couple other amazing... I guess good documentaries coming out pretty soon here that are hitting the uh, festival circuits. I'm going to buy I'm... you a thesaurus. Why? Because you said amazing. Like in the, la- <laughs> in the last five minutes, you've said amazing like 27 times. It's amazing. It's, it's truly amazing. It's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> it's astronomical. It's astromazing. <laughs> it's scrum true lesson. <laughs> it's a real word. Look okay. it up. I'll go with it. All right, sorry. Um, no, if you're in documentaries, though, uh, a couple good ones coming out here. The Legacy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is oh. a new documentary coming out, uh, talking all about uh, that particular movie, the making of it. You got Fede Alvarez, Marcus Nespel, Mick Garris, Adam Marcus, who directed obviously the best Friday the 13th movie. Um, tons of other people in it uh, talking about the uh, like how the movie was made, the culture in which it was made. Like it's a really in depth documentary on. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is really cool. There's also another uh, documentary call, uh, coming out called Living with Chucky. 
which is all about the Child's Play franchise and the people that have been with it forever. You know, like the Dorofs, Brad and Fiona Dorof, uh, and all the other people that have been with the franchise since the very beginning. Uh, and it goes from like a, a, a documentary apparently about about like the franchise, but it goes into the more personal aspects of the franchise mm-hmm. and what it means to the uh, to the players involved, which is really cool. Um, is it weird that Fiona Dorf is just super hot to me, even though she looks exactly like her dad? Is that uh, weird? I mean, and Brad Dorf's a good looking guy. Did you ever too, see Brad Dorf when he was a young true. man? He good was point. handsome. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, uh, and the last uh, of the trilogy of documentaries coming out soon. This one I'm very excited about is called The King on Screen, which is a documentary about Stephen King. And all Who? of his, yeah, that guy, <laughs> and all of his uh, his books that have been adapted into movies, TV shows, anything for any size screen, pretty much. That's a lot. Um, of, that's a lot of sh- a lot of material to cover. It is. It is. Um, it's direct. Let's hear. It's directed by Daphne Buar. Uh, King on Screen is an intimate look at the unique relationship between Stephen King's vast body of work and the director's famous for reimagining it on screen. <clears throat> I'm also convinced that Mick Garris does nothing now but be interviewed for documentaries. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in every fucking documentary there is that has anything to do with horror. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Sure. I mean, he used to direct movies. Maybe you could do that again. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to interview horror directors, Mick Garris is one of the guys you're going to go to. Well, of and course. if you're Mick Garris and you you can just like sit on your laurels now, that's true. And just do interviews for for uh, documentaries. Why not? Needs a lot of money to dye his hair white the way that it is. That's not cheap. <laughs> it's not cheap at all. It's a lot of it's a lot of fucking sun in. Oh man. Uh, also includes Frank Darabont, Mike Flanagan, Greg Nicotero, and a ton more. Um, being that I'm on this uh, this new Stephen King kick, I'm all about this documentary. So I'm definitely looking forward to it when it comes out. Uh, just so you know, yes, Mick Garris has an announced credit for director of. with a noble lie, aka Invasion. Oh, I don't know. So he's doing something. Maybe. Okay. If it's announced, it's like a hard maybe, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like not even in pre-production. It's just announced. Like I've announced that I'm. I've announced that I'm going to be a millionaire someday. Yep. It's announced. (laughs) It's in pre-production. I'm announcing. (laughs) All right. um, I declare bankruptcy. For all of our video game fans out there, uh, if you're playing Evil Dead, the video game, uh, which is apparently amazing, uh, I have not played it because fuck multiplayer, um, <laughs> you'll be excited to know that Mia Allen becomes a playable character coming this September. Oh, nice. So the remake is getting some love in this uh, in this game. Can That's you also exciting. play as Abomination, Mia? Uh, I hope so. That'd be fuck, cool. that'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that. Super hot, too. <laughs> right? Right? Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. I'd get um, <laughs> The Saw franchise is one of our favorite franchises here on the old Buzzkill podcast, and uh, we are happy to announce via Bloody Disgusting here, this is an exclusive, that the next Saw movie is set for Halloween 2023 with Kevin Grukert returning to direct. He did part six. Now, quick, James, which one was part six? Part six was, oh, gosh, who was the main? I don't even remember. I know that there was, 
I can remember certain scenes from six, mm-hmm. but I can't remember six. Like I know that Hoffman at the end gets his face in the reverse bear trap, but then he ends up shoving his face through a window and like the steel bars on the window stop it. And then he rips his face out and his cheek gets all fucked up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um and these I saw, think it was movies, the, Oh, oh, was it the one where it was like the the um the like the boss, like the yuppie boss was he had to go through the he had to go through the building and like at every stage it was his employees. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was the saw movies. I love them all so much, but because it's one big story, I always forget what happened. And and it's hard because they all intersect. (laughs) It's hard to remember what happens in each individual movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm just I'm here for it. Uh, I'm pretty yeah yeah. I'm looking at it now. So it is. It's the it's the like so Peter Outerbridge is the like the main guy. Yeah, and he wakes up, and he and he has to make it through like six different levels, and every single level is somebody else at his workplace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Like, it's got it's got the carousel of death. It's got the one where it's like oh, squeezing the their yes, yes. squeezing their rib cage, and it's a, like a totally unfair fight because he's up against the guy who has been smoking for twenty years. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So anyway, though, uh, Kevin Gerhardt is uh, or Gertert, Gutert. How do you say his last name? I'm guessing all those are wrong. G R E U T E R T. Well, so this is the director. Grutert. This is the director of Saw Six. Yeah. Kevin Grutert. That's, uh, that's what I'm going with. Uh, he also yeah. did Saw the Final Chapter. so It might be Grutter. Grutter. Ooh, it could be. Uh, anyway, though, he's coming back to do the new uh, the new Saw movie. I, I, I'm going to be very interested, though, if they're can, can, going to continue the Chris Rock story or are they going to go back to something else? I kind of feel like they have to continue the Chris Rock story at this point, right? Uh, well, yeah. Because, yeah, they kind of left you hanging at the end. Of, well, yeah. <laughs> Literally, because the guy was hanging that, from cables. That. Uh, yeah, I feel like you know it's been. I only watched uh, Spiral once. Yeah. So I don't remember like all of the details, but yeah, there was the young guy at the end who was the. It was like a total. But John Kramer though was dead at this point. Somebody else was picking up after him, and this right. and that. Like, so it was still set in the same world. And there so. was like the cult of. Like the cult of uh, John Kramer or whatever the fuck. I just really hope they don't try to go the requel, you know, thing and like try to like retcon stuff. And no, let let, let these movies stand on their own. Yeah, right. It's okay. I mean, it's not like you can go back and like uh, uh, expand upon stuff that happened in the past. Yeah. Because they've done that in other installments. But yeah, don't try to retcon anything. All right, uh, moving on here. Uh, Vince Gilligan uh, is one of the best TV showrunners ever to do it. Best in the game. Uh, having shows like The X-Files, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul under his belt. Uh, he is coming out. This is exciting. He's coming out with a new show that is uh, supposed to be something between a cross between The X-Files and The Twilight Zone, mm. which I'm very excited about. Uh, he is absolutely brilliant uh the show is being described as a blended grounded genre drama the new series also is being compared with twilight zone the report continues it is said to be uh it is said to be set in our world while putting a tweak on it focusing on people and exploring the human condition in an unexpected surprising way is there a, a title for this yet or it doesn't seem like it uh deadline is reporting that gilligan has a multi-series arc in mind with an overarching story but at this time the mysterious project is mostly cloaked under the veil of secrecy 
Beyond the veil. Well, it's not beyond the veil anymore. <laughs> beyond it's the not. void. Uh, I'm just very excited about that. I love all of those things that they just mentioned. So Vince Gilligan uh, is a genius when it comes to television. So uh, I'm into it, though. So if you're into uh, Gilligan shows, uh, that's exciting. A three-hour tour. <laughs> that's our segue. That's it. All right, James. <laughs> what's new on the tour well coming to the tour and also to 4k ultra hd is the next set in the universal classic monsters icon of horror collections uh, according to physical media physical media connoisseur volume 2 will be hitting shelves on october 11th and will feature the mummy the bride of frankenstein the invisible man and the wolf man uh, next up from Severn Films, the 1980 classic ghost story The Changeling will be available in 4K Ultra HD as part of its September release slate, along with several other releases, including Blu-ray double feature of Dracula vs. Frankenstein and Brain of Blood. Ooh. Don't know why you'd want anything other than a brain of blood. The Indians people would, Indian people would love that. A brain of shit. <laughs> the the Agori. <laughs> The uh, uh, 20 years ago, Gore Verbinski directed an American remake of the Japanese horror movie Ringu, and much to Mike's chagrin, started a trend in horror that would last several years. Yup, yup, yup. Even though I'm pretty sure you haven't seen any of the J-horror remakes that you claim to sure, hate yeah. so much. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, the Ringu, the Grudge, or ring, the Ring, rather. The Ringu. <laughs> uh, Ringu, the Grudge. Yeah, I've seen all those. No. Yeah. Okay. I've even seen The Ring too. Oh boy. Look Maybe that's why I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my spot. In honor of the 20th anniversary of The Ring, Paramount is bringing us a brand new Blu-ray release that will be available on October 18th. But of course, no ordinary Blu-ray release will suffice for such a momentous occasion. No. So this release will last much longer than the seven days that you'll last after watching it. Because it is forever, forever immortalized in a stunning VHS steelbook. Don't fuck with my shit here. <laughs> steelbook packaging. Ah. But wait, Mike, you're onto something because the steelbook itself will be housed in a VHS inspired slipcover. Case. See, I'm into that. I'm into that. So it's a Blu ray. Yeah. Inside of a steelbook, inside, inside of, of a, a slip VHS. Case. And if that doesn't blow your fucking mind... I'm into it. I don't know what See, will. See, that I'm into. That I'm into. Really? Yeah. More so than like a standard uh, steelbook? Absolutely. Why? why? I, I don't it's know. Just a fuck, it, it's, it's just a piece just, of cardboard that looks like a VHS. I, I like... I like Under, case, underneath is still a shitty steelbook. I like case condoms. I don't know what to tell you. Case condoms. Hmm. That's what they are. Okay. That's it. That's all from Blues. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Um, let's see here. My last bit of news here is, uh, James, one of your favorite movies of the last decade. Go. You're not going to get this. Uh, the Strangers is one of James's favorite movies from the last decade. Says who? You. Really? You've said that. Is it not? <laughs> you've you've said you've said that. <laughs> I've heard you say that. I'm pretty sure I have heard you say that. Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't watched You're the absolute worst. I haven't watched The Strangers in probably five years at least, and I've watched a lot of movies since then. And some of those movies have become my favorite. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, The Strangers I do like The Strangers a lot. Uh The Strangers uh In fact you might even say that it's 
one of my favorite movies from the last decade. I hate you so much right now. Go fuck yourself. Um, the Strangers, which uh, originally came out in um, 2008. Uh, oh, so it's not even from the last decade. It's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, notoriously, though, it took a long time for The Strangers Pray at Night to come out. Like yeah. The sequel was on the docket forever. And uh, we have news this week that there's not only one, James. What? Not only two. What? But there are three Stranger sequels in production right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is going to be like some sort of like streaming deal. Where they're filming three movies back to back and it's going to be released in like succession. I'm hoping that none of this comes to fruition. Why? I, I just come up with new ideas. I okay. like it, this. Just it seems like everybody. It's kind of it's kind of along the same lines as just incessantly doing remakes. You know. Well, I. It's like oh, this worked back in 2008, and then we waited. Seven or eight years to make a sequel, and that was pretty good too. So let's just do three or four more. I'm into the idea of expanding universes and making more movies in franchises, so long as we're also getting fresh, new, original things as well. Which I think right now we're actually in a pretty good place. That's fair, but with something like The Strangers, which just really just revolves around a group of strangers sure. who go and kill people mercilessly for no particular reason sure how much can you really expand on that oh, there's lots of people to kill there's lots of people to kill that's fine but in that case come up with a come up with a new idea come up with a new like the, um, come up with a new villain you know I what i mean i guess it's kind of like the purge series it's kind of like the same thing over and over and they got to keep figuring out new New stories of people going out and just randomly killing people. Being that I haven't seen all of the Purge movies, I can't really speak on that that much. Okay. But I will say that just knowing a little bit about what e- what each of the Purge movies are about, that seems like it's a little more uh, a little more appropriate to continue making movies based on that because you have like. The original was, uh, fuck, I don't even remember, like the neighbors at the end were trying to kill the people who were, you know. Yeah. And then and then you can move out into the streets for one movie and see what's going on in the streets. And then you can move on to like, oh, all of a sudden you're, you're centering on showing the different factions of gangs that are out roving the streets. Sure, I get so that. It's, but with The Strangers, they really just have one very specific thing that they do. It's just a group of people who go out and find some random strangers, and they kill them. But isn't that every slasher movie we watch? And yeah. We, and we always like them? Yes. So what's not to like? You're right. <laughs> I guess maybe it's just that... Was The Strangers Pray at Night, was it the same Was it the same three people? I believe I didn't that see it, Pray at I, Night. I believe that it was, yeah. Okay. Same group. I don't know. I don't know if that group of people is interesting enough to like continue. Okay, I, I just don't know. Well, I, we'll it, see. We'll see where these new movies take us. Do you see? We'll do you see where there. I'm coming from? A little I, bit. I see it from both per, both perspectives. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, cautiously optimistic. How sure. about that? Sure. 
Yeah, I'll that, still that, watch. I'll still watch them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, crazy that we're getting three of them though. I think that's uh, very interesting. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Okay. Uh, anyway, though, that is uh, that's it from the news this week. Well, all right. Uh, last we're gonna two weeks. I should say we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We're gonna pick a new movie to watch because okay. Phantom of the Mall is done. Ooh. Maybe we can find uh, uh, Phantom of the uh, Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise. If it's I on actually, Shutter, I actually think that it is on there. <sighs> and then we're gonna watch that because <laughs> I need some. <laughs> I need some, what the hell's his name? I need some beef in my life. Um, beef. Beef. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about two movies who that are very, very similar, but Mike cannot see why they're so similar, which is just a testament to how stupid he is. Yeah, well. They're not that similar. So we'll be back and we'll talk about two, these two movies and uh, we'll see you then. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Bye. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Quick, quick, quick. All right, James. Uh, while you are still looking up Phantom of the Paradise, because uh, we didn't actually take that big of a break here. Um, oh, shit. It's not on there. Uh, no! House of the Devil. House of the Devil. Go. Oh, House of the Devil? Go. Ooh. It's always good. I do like me some uh, Jocelyn Donahue. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes, I have an answer. Could you survive in the 1700s? Hell, yes, I could. You honestly think you could? Like, do you actually think, like, like realistically... Like if you, you could survive, like if you plucked me out of the 21st century right now, yeah, and dropped me in the 1700s, yeah. Where though in the 1700s? I like in the survive, middle, like in the middle of the woods. I'll say this: I could survive way better on a Native American commune, right? Like in prey. Well, commune is the right word, but well, you know yeah, because like, you'd have people doing well, everything for you in, a, in that type of community, <laughs> sure. In uh, in something like Eyes of Fire, though, which we're going to talk about first, um, I don't know that I could survive based on the one thing that they never talk about in this movie. What's that? Where do those people shit? In the woods, <laughs> just like the Pope. <laughs> I'm serious though. Like the sanitation back in the 1700s would kill me. I'm pretty sure it would literally kill me. Why? I don't know. I just feel like I just. No, you literally just go shit in the woods, <laughs> and then you. <laughs> And then you wipe with leaves. Maybe it's because have you I'm ne- so wait, pampered. Have you, have you never been on a camping trip where you don't like have a a, a, a toilet? Oh, I absolutely have. I'm talking about living though. Like a couple, like like a day here, day there, doing rustic camping is one thing. Listen, dude, if you dig, yeah, I'm, a, I'm literally going to do that in less than a month. If you dig, so. if you dig a four foot hole and squat over it. It takes a while to fill that thing with oh, shit. Oh, you don't leave that open, James. That's a faux pas. Why? You cover your shit up. Why? It attracts the bears. So what? They come, they eat it, and they move <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like life in the 1700s... Wait, wait. So hold on. What? But you were talking about... Same thing with the Native Americans, where they shit in the woods, too. I. They have like probably a pooping teepee, though. I'd imagine, right? The the guy the guy in prey literally goes and just leans up against a tree to take a shit. Does he? Yeah, he says I gotta go take a squat. What do you think a squat is? I don't think I realized what he was doing. Yeah, he was leaned up against a tree. No wonder the predator wanted to kill him. 
<laughs> shitting in the woods, he's dude. Probably Fuck shitting you. on the predator. He's 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 invisible. You can't see the guy. Um, all right. The first movie we're talking about this week, though, is Eyes of Fire from 1983, directed by Avery Krauntz. Krauntz. Before um, we move on, I yeah. just want to point out that you just said the words pooping TP. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You're right. Which is awesome. I, I mean, come on. Everybody needs a pooping TP. Um, especially you with your stage fright that you get. You would oh, yeah. need you would need a pooping. TV. I would need a pooping TP. That's <laughs> so true. you would more not so, survive. More so a peeing TP. It's like, it's like the peeing a pee, that a I have a problem TP. with. <laughs> <laughs> a peeping TP. <laughs> oh, that's actually a thing. You know, like if you have a anybody who has a son knows that this is a thing. It's which anybody who has a son and needs a PPTP is a total amateur because you just you figure out the way to do the trick with the diaper really what quick. What are you talking about? Well, little boys are notorious when they're babies for when you go to change their diapers. Yeah, they spray in your face. As soon as the PP, yeah, as yeah, soon yeah. as the PP hits the air, the cold air, they just fucking they let her rip, right? Yeah, sure. And it, yeah, it can hit you in the face. So they have a thing called the PPTP. What if you're into that kind of thing? <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> when you're talking about kids dude uh they have a thing called the pptv that you just like once you take the diaper off you drop this little thing on there and that way if they if they pee you force your son to piss all over himself basically yeah i mean he does <laughs> it like child abuse he does it anyway mike it's better than wiping piss off the wall yeah, I can. I, I mean, can, after a while, I can might confirm. Give a, after a while, I might give a cool tie dye look. Oh, <laughs> just eats away at the paint. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, directed by Avery. Yes, we're moving on. Directed by Avery Crowns. Uh, <laughs> if you've never heard that name, uh, you're not alone because he ain't done shit. So uh, this is probably his biggest claim to fame. Uh, this movie is apparently uh, it's 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 a, it's a I, I guess well known cult classic. I didn't really realize that until after I watched it. Well, cult classic, and in and of itself, the term cult classic kind of you makes know, it like, niche. Makes bit, it like it's niche, not yeah. well known. You know, that's true. It means it's it means it's well known amongst people who are into cult classics. Like sure. it's so it's yeah it's fair yeah it's niche. I guess you could say if I've you want to if it. you want to sound like an asshole. If I'm being honest, I'd never heard of it until <clears> uh, we did the show. I um, had I had seen the cover art many many times. Okay, and I always thought it really looked cool. I had no idea what it was about. Okay. Um, and then when we were looking for something to pair with Prey, I just like we were we were like, should we pair? Should we do the original Predator? Should we find another movie that has to do with like, uh, you know, like that centers around Native Americans or like mm-hmm. Native American folklore or something like that? And I found this movie. And just like IMDb always does, it fucked me over with its synopsis because well, it says a preacher is accused of adultery and he and his followers are chased out of town. They become stranded in an isolated forest, which is haunted by the spirits of long dead Native Americans. Now, are they the long dead Native Americans? That's the question. No. No. See, I got the sense <laughs> that they were actually... So, I think that at one point in time, there's a fireside chat where... Uh, Marion, the dad, who's a cuckold, oh, is oh, totally, yeah, is telling them that uh, is telling his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, which her name escapes me right now. Was it Sophie or something like that? Uh, what the hell was some, it? Eloise? Uh, no, Fanny. I, Fanny. Fanny. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> 
he's telling his daughter Fanny that uh, there's a, a, a Native American there's Native American folklore that says uh, like once enough fighting and stuff has happened on a piece of land where the dead bodies have uh, you know like piled up on the land and the yeah. blood soaks into the land and then and then more people die and that blood soaks in the land eventually there's so much blood that soaks into the land that it actually like becomes a living breathing thing but that also is also it becomes like the witch of the forest if you will so i think the witch this movie does a really bad job of explaining itself you have to really kind of just put the pieces together and come up with your own explanation as to what's happening well so i think the way he was explaining it is I, i i'm thinking that the witch was already the um was what he was describing Okay. The witch was the manifestation of all of the years of like bloodshed on the land. Okay. And then she herself was uh taking more victims. Yeah. And then and I think all of the like the weird naked people that you see throughout the movie are the- actually the dead villagers. Oh, is that who that was? That's I th- what I thought. I thought those were the mud people from Woodstock ninety four. That's well, that's what I thought they were. One in the same. <laughs> <laughs> or the or the putties from uh from, from power rangers <laughs> no no see there's the there's the mistake because you would know that the putties would have the big medallion oh good point right on their good chest that so they were the mud people them, so they were the mud people from woodstock 94 yeah mo- more than oh, okay likely, gotcha yeah. gotcha or maybe maybe even a few family members from the gathering of the juggalos were mixed in oh, there yep could be definitely the, the naked ones for yeah. sure yeah yeah there's really no way to tell. Or any of them dropping whippets. <laughs> That's it's a good way to tell. <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so uh, this movie is starring. Um, okay, well, it's the the cast of characters in this movie is actually pretty crazy. Uh, there's a lot of main cast members, if you will, because it's a commune that basically goes out into the woods. Uh, they're banished from their colony because of witchcraft, basically. <clears throat> well, um, not not just that, but the. The new reverend, the handsome new re- handsome in like deep deep quotations. Uh, Will Smithy. Will Smythe. <laughs> Smithy. <laughs> we see what you're doing, Will Smith. <laughs> Don't try and play us. Will Smythe is such a preacher name. Like it. it it's oh, most, dude. It's the most. I mean, granted, this was the seven. This was made in like. Uh, well, no, it was made in '83. Here's the thing. This movie's made in '83. It absolutely screams '70s, though. Yeah, like this movie screams this like made in like seventy five through seventy eight era, sure, yeah. like somewhere. Yeah. Um, but Will Will uh, Smythe is such a a shitty preacher name. Like to if you were to not name, sh- not shitty as in like a bad. Pre- it's like a like you're saying that the sh- the preacher himself is shitty. Yeah, like like Will for some reason I don't know why the name Will just seems preachery to me. <laughs> like he seems like a like oh Will he's the preacher boy like I don't Will know Smythe. And Smythe, like, I smite you. Like, so, it's so the, Smythe. I don't so know. the reason that the, the villagers want to run them out of town, well, originally they want to hang Will Smythe. Yes. Because he's shacking up with ladies. Is he, though? Here's the thing. They claim that he's shacking up with ladies. He is now guilty of, of adultery because he's banging Marion's wife. Right. Right? He's banging Marion's wife. And Marion's wife is a total fucking bitch. For leaving her husband for going because he goes out and provides for his fucking family. But that Will Smythe has just got something about him. But the thing is, the other woman that they claim that he's living with is somebody he adopted. Right. And saved from like a fire or something. 
So well, what the fuck are they so worried well, about? He he saved her from a fire. Her mother was being burned alive in in the street, and then you find out later in the movie that Will Smythe himself burned the mother alive. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so uh, he smited her. He smited her. <laughs> um. So Will Smythe is. Uh, so then you find out that the girl who he adopted, yep. who the villagers are claiming that he's shacking up with as well, uh, is actually. Uh, she has like, what would you call telekinetic powers, but also like precognition. She's a witch. She's a witch. She she actually was the daughter of a witch. That's the thing. Is that why they burned? That's her why mother? they burned her. That's why they burned her. Yeah, okay. Is, yeah. Oh, I is, guess that makes sense. This is during a time of when they would burn people for being witches and this and that. So, sure. so yes, he did burn. Better times, right? He did. <laughs> right. He did. Good barbecue. Um, he did burn her mother, but that was because their religious beliefs said that whatever. So he's he is like the shittiest of the shitty Christian preacher people from mm-hmm. back in the day. No. Um and he took in uh Leah, who is uh noted as the queen of the forest queen. because she literally is a witch and she's in tune to everything. Yeah. She's in tune to everything going on in the forest and the and the, the forest spirits and everything else. And she ends up being kind of a good good guy at the end of the day. Oh, she's she is yeah. yeah. Um, and she's quirky and weird and like nobody can really get a handle on her and this and that. Mm -hmm. But, um, they all get, they all stick up. Uh, you have Will, um, Eloise, who is Marion's wife, who's now shacking up with the preacher, uh, Fanny, the daughter, Leah, the other girl in quotations, queen of the forest. Um, then you have Calvin and sister. What a weird name for to name somebody's sister. Sister. But, uh, Calvin is this old dude who is this old. Uh, He's cannon fodder. Walter Cronkite looking motherfucker. He's cannon fodder. He just yep. he he gets killed. Yep. His he, wife, sister, and then you have Jewel Buchanan. Um, Buchanan. Played by Rob Paulson, who you would all know as the 1980s version of Raphael in the Ninja Turtles cartoon. But then. Went Donatello. on to went on to voice Donatello, yeah. Yep, in the in the fucking best iteration of the show, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, yeah, Rob Paulson. This is his only major like motion picture live action role. He's done some other probably TV stuff, but in terms of big movies, only thing he's ever done live action. Doesn't even look like him at all. Well, yeah, like because the fake beard. <laughs> well, no, like even in the beginning of the movie, before no, he's got the beard, like you wouldn't even. He he was so young though. I he's he's got to be only what like nineteen or twenty in this he, movie. He was real young, yeah. Um, I couldn't dude, believe it was him though. The shit beard that they put oh, on him. Oh, so my God. bad. He looks like uh, what's the character's name from uh, Manos? The Hands of Fate. Um, fuck, I can't remember. I what thought his he name looked is. like uh, what's his name? The guy that plays MacGruber. Uh, he looked he looked like him the Will entire Forte. Yeah, he looks like Will Forte a lot with like carpet scraps taped to his face <laughs> for a beard. Uh Torgo from uh Manos Hands of Fate. He looks exactly like him. Okay. Have you never seen it? Never. Oh, Take okay. your word for it. Right on. Uh, and then you also have uh Margaret Buchanan, who is Jules' wife. Buchanan. Total babe. It's not, oh dude. Total babe. Such a babe. And it's not even like nobody even talks about it. No. You're living in this tiny commune. In the middle of a fucking dirt forest. I know what I'd be doing. Nobody, <laughs> no, nobody even addresses the fact that this guy's got the hottest <laughs> wife, like in the land, within fifty miles, hundred miles. Such shit. a babe, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, so all of these people are ostracized from their home, and they 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 steal the town ferry, which then Marion can't get back to the mainland <laughs> because they steal the fucking ferry. 
Um, and they end up in the middle of the woods. Marion ends up going to find them because Eloise left with his daughter. Um, am I the only one that thought that Marion was literally just like a, a fucking um, Grizzly Adams knockoff? Oh, sure. Like this, and, and speaking of that, this whole movie felt like an episode of TV. It didn't yeah. feel like a movie. Right. Like the production of it, it felt like a Grizzly Adams episode. Right. And that's all I was thinking of the entire movie. I mean, kind of took me out of it for a bit. Really? Not I mean, like, that's like, that's what a lot of B movies look like. Yeah, I know. I just, I'll be honest with you. I thought this movie was, is it the worst See, movie I've ever seen? No, but I, I thought it was just dreadfully boring at times. This is one of the, or this dreadfully is, boring at this times. This is one of the reasons that I picked this movie, too, is because we're getting spoiled. We've been watching a lot of newer movies lately. Yeah. And, and we used to, like, Look at look at your fucking shelves at home, dude. They're just lined with shit B movies. Sure. And you used to love them so oh, much. Oh, I still do. But I still this, do. Like this movie, I don't see why you wouldn't like this I movie. Just, I I like I like aspects of it. I'm not saying I'm, like, not, I'm not saying that the movie was terrible. I just thought that it was really boring at times. I thought that some of the characters were it did it did drag it at times, yeah. but like there, I thought there was a lot of really cool stuff about it too, like, like the uh, accents. It's it's. Sorry, such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way Fan like Fanny's accent just kind of like bobbed in and out. Oh, because she's supposed to be did. Irish. What the hell was she even supposed to be? Um, the fucking Frenchman in the beginning sounded Jamaican. What the fuck was with that? <laughs> that was not French <laughs> at all. Take it from the beginning. Take it from the beginning, man. Tell we me don't what, believe you. Tell me what happened. Where where did you come from, girls? <laughs> <laughs> like, he was absolutely Jamaican. Rastafari. <laughs> that um, was really weird when he said that, because it totally doesn't line up. No. Ra- Rastafari? But... I... <laughs> <laughs> um, he was terrible, though, and all the accents were really bad. Yeah. The, uh, they're all supposed to be Irish, right? From uh, that community? I don't know. It's hard to tell because Marion didn't have an accent. Marion didn't all. have an accent at all. Yeah. I don't think Jewel did at all. Uh, they kept he he at one point in time called. Uh, uh, one of them tried to have an Irish accent. It just didn't work out very well. At one point in time, he called the uh, he called Will Smythe her like English dandy or something like that. So he was English. You yeah, know, I, it just it just wasn't good. Um, no, not great. But I I thought that like. So, the effects I thought were pretty because this had to be a low budget movie. Oh, super! I don't. I didn't even look. I didn't even look up the budget, but it had to be incredibly low budget. There was there was some Um, cool stuff. There was some cool effects. I thought the the hag, like the forest hag, whatever the fuck she was, was actually pretty unsettling. Like pretty creepy looking. Yeah, it just it just looked like a cross between Bigfoot and Swamp Thing. That's pretty Pretty cool. That's pretty creepy. Don't get me wrong. Pretty cool. Yeah, for especially for. Um, like three, like the idea of the idea of like every time she stole somebody's soul, they got like put into a tree. I thought was really cool. I liked the idea of that. I wasn't sure that the execution was great, but there I were, liked the there idea. Were, of it. There were parts where like they were just subtly like somebody would be standing by a tree and you wouldn't see it at first, and then all of a sudden you would look like over their right shoulder and there was a face in the tree. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it worked. Um. They they used mud to their effect a lot too because they could cover a lot in mud. Yeah, like the mud people that would come out of the ground at first or whatever. Yeah. Like the faces coming out of the ground was yeah, really I cool. That was cool. Yeah, there there was there's definitely moments of of goodness in this movie, right? I just felt like they were few and far between. Like I I thought that like 
I don't know. Like I just I kept waiting for the movie to pop off, right? And like to really like crest over and be what I wanted it to be. And I never really fully felt that it got there. I thought that it I thought that it did like right in the last twenty five minutes or so, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if you're considering this is an hour and twenty five minute long movie, you kind of have to sit through an hour of not much going on before yeah. you get to the cool stuff. I yeah. did feel like the last twenty five to thirty minutes were worth the watch. I'm not sure I'd ever watch it again. Sure. Um but I thought there was some pretty cool stuff. And then I was actually reading too that the uh Oh shit! Had a two point six million dollar estimated budget. Yeah, back in the day, that doesn't shock me. It's actually that's back in back in the in eighty three. That's actually a pretty decent budget. I don't know. I would consider that. Would they, hold on. Does IMDb do today's dollars? What do they do? No, it's what it was. But well, two point six million in eighty three. That's pretty good. Sure, movie studios gave a lot more money back then. Yeah, for that would still be two two. Point eight million is still probably considered low budget at that point. But actually, now that I think about it, like there was some big fucking explosions in this movie, which like, kind... like when they shot the little girl and she exploded. Like if there was if there was gonna be a point in the movie, so if there was gonna be a point in the movie where it crested over into great territory for me, that was gonna be it. They yeah, just didn't yeah. follow up on it. Like I'm like, oh my god, they shot the girl and she exploded. There was some cool Amazing. stuff. Amazing. There was some cool stuff too with like double exposures and uh, ah, yeah. I I, re- I the read inverted like all the inverted. Stuff no, not the inverted about? colors, but like the actual double exposure stuff. Okay. Um, and I read that uh, the director um Krauts, what the hell is his name? Avery Krauts. He actually went in during the editing process and put all of that double exposure in himself. Okay. So that's, that's pretty cool. Like directors don't typically take a huge hand in the editing of a movie, you know? Yeah. Like they have input and stuff like that. Actually, do they have input? I don't even know. Um, it depends on what they're, some do, some don't. Depends on what their deal is. Sure. Yeah. But like for him to actually physically go in and he was the one that was doing like those, those, uh, like the double exposure overlay, yeah, uh, features in the in the movie. I thought I thought that was pretty cool. The overlays were cool. I did think that the inverted film look they, they was did very that, uninspired. They did that too much, yeah. and it was like it, it would have made sense if they only did it during um, like Leah's visions. Sure, and that's how they how, that's how it started. At the end, though, there was but like then a crush, towards though. the end they were doing it all the time, yeah, which I, was really annoying. And it just kind of got to be the point where it's like, okay, well, I, I we're just watching an inverted film, like it's yeah. not, <laughs> it's, it's losing its effect. Um, I I did think the movie sort of had like witch like or Vavavitch vibes Vavavitch, a little bit, yeah. a little bit like it could have been like this. This could have been like the precursor to that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, again, just don't. Th- I think it was just a little left to center. That that's that's my feeling on this movie. Sure, it's not bad just wasn't as wasn't what i wanted it to be and i don't think that it ever really got as good as it could have been i Put think it that it, way. i think it has the ingredients for a really amazing movie yeah. like i i did enjoy it i like i said the first hour is is pretty slow even though there's some redeeming qualities to the first hour the last 25 minutes it picks up and it gets pretty cool it does but does that um, does any of it make sense though does the um, ending of this movie make sense at all? You have all these, you have all these characters, these people that have died in the movie that that show up and become the faces in the trees and the mud people and this and that, right? Yeah, they all seem pretty mindless. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, like somehow, Marion becomes a face in the tree, but he's still cognizant of it, and he can reach over and pull the witch out of the tree and snap her neck. 
Why is he the only one that's able to do that? I don't understand it. And then, and then, well, the witch was... he snaps the evil witch's neck, and then a frog comes out of her mouth, and then somebody has to take the frog and then eat it, and that's how <laughs> the curses snap. Like I don't well, fucking Leah's, get it. At Le- all. Leah's saying, "Give me her power." I mean, like witches. Witches often have a familiar, sure, a natural from familiar. So, so the frog in... was the familiar. Yeah. Okay, I guess. I, they just don't I mean, explain that's just anything. The way, that's like, kind of the way that I interpret it. I don't sure. really think that you need it to be explained. You can you can take it. You can absolutely take it like that, and you might be very right. I just thought that it was just very random. Like they don't really, <laughs> they don't explain anything in this movie, which isn't always a bad thing. But I think for something like this, it just like it just seemed like a bunch of ideas thrown at a wall, and they just started drawing like lines. Yeah, and said this is the storyline. Yeah, like. Or the ending, you know, I just kind of felt like that's what it was. It it could have been way better. I think the idea that Marion wasn't fully pulled into the tree like all the other people kind of makes sense, considering that at that point, the and I don't really remember what happened to the witch, but she was injured. You remember? She was injured at that point. So, like, when she, when Marion fell into the pool and was sucked into the tree, she was weakened at that time. So okay. it, it kind of seemed, it seemed like it sort of worked that he would have been able to still have some sort of power I guess. to like pull her know. out of the tree. Maybe. I thought that sequence was pretty cool too. It just looked cool. It, I mean, it kind of did. I mean, his he's arms reaching out of the tree, pulling a like, face out of the like other part of the tree. Like, they looked know. like branches. They looked like part of the tree, but also they were like pulling each, like he's, yeah, he's physically pulling her out of the tree with his weird branch arm. And it, the makeup was not great, but like I don't no. know, I I thought, and I also it it made me think of Sleepy Hollow too, like the uh, the part, uh, just the part with the tree reminded me of Sleepy Hollow, like at the end where uh, where Christopher Walken with the the fucking when he jumps into the tree, yeah, it, it made me wonder if that was part of the the inspiration for that. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but. Uh, I don't know. I I and then at the end you were saying like at the end you were saying like it was a little confusing after I thought about it for a little while uh cuz the two girls um Fanny and and Meg are telling the story to the Frenchman the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's the the whole story is a flashback essentially. Right. And then all of a sudden Leah shows up in the fire and says everything's going to be okay and then Meg has a flower in her hand and then the other French guard steps forward and he's got the fucky eyes. Yeah. I think I think what that was is that Meg showed up to say that everything was going to be okay and I think she had control of Meg, you mean Leah? Uh Leah, yeah, yeah. sorry. So who the fuck is Meg? I think she had control of the other French guard at that point in time. Well, yeah, her eye his eyes were all messed up, so yeah. I mean, the weird eyes kind of that like the only other people in the movie who had those weird eyes were the were like the evil people. There was the little girl and there was the witch. So the weird eyes would sh- suggest evil. Evil. Yeah. But I think because it was Leah who was in charge, who was controlling, I, I guess you have to disregard the eyes. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. Like it, it, The ending was very confused to me. I, I, confusing to me. I don't get it. Like, really? Like, why did the guard suddenly be taken over by the witch? Unless I, the witch was, was protecting them and was just... Yeah. just 
Well, Leah said everything's going to be okay. So I think that the she possessed the guard. He was going to kill the other guard. And then, because at the end of the movie, you still had Marion, uh, Meg, Fanny, Leah, um, and Jewel's wife all still alive. Really, yeah. really, Sister Calvin and um, and the preacher were the only ones that died, right? Oh, the, did the preacher die? Yeah, he shot himself. Oh, yeah, he did shoot himself. You're right. Yep. Which is ultimately, that's like I thought that was kind of like a I thought that was kind of a what's the what's the best adjective for this? Not intense. Ap- apropos. Not intense, but yeah, I I guess so. Like like. If you, you know, because like in Christianity, they say if you kill yourself, you're not going to heaven, right? Sure. So he's this, like, all throughout the movie, he's strong, like, because God is on his side, even though the entire, the entire movie, he's such a hypocrite because oh, yeah. he has Leah backing him up and, and supporting him with her witchcraft or whatever it is that she uses. And that's the only reason that he has like any hold over anybody, any sway over anybody, right? And then once she's gone, he becomes like this powerless buttersoft bitch. <laughs> and then like when they finally come for him, they don't even have to kill him. No. They they basically just drive him to the point where he kills himself. And then, you know, if you're going along with his like his belief is that like if you kill yourself, you're not going to heaven. Sure. He ultimately kills himself. So yeah, it's kind of like the most, like the most poetic justice that you can think of for yeah. that guy because he was such a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I speaking of uh, of of poetic justice and dying and all that kind of stuff. Um, the 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 story is being told from the two girls who apparently hid in a crate and got washed down the river towards the end. Yeah, I, I want to end this movie by saying this. Totally realistic. Those bitches be dead <laughs> if they were in a wooden crate <laughs> floating she, down the river. <laughs> she also says she directly says she she says it was a week until you found <laughs> a us. Week. So you were floating down the river in a crate for a week. You'd die for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be dead. Yeah. You you a you would have drowned within the first five minutes. It's a wooden crate and it would have been sunk to the bottom of the river. <laughs> you'd be dead straight up. <laughs> I don't know how did uh, how do how did people used to float down the river in uh, in barrels? I saw it in Pippin. barrel barrels are more airtight. That was just a, a wooden carrying crate. That wasn't that wasn't watertight or anything. Are you questioning the craftsmanship? A barrel, of... but a barrel is made to hold liquid. Yeah, it's watertight. Yeah, it makes more sense. This was literally just a wooden box. <laughs> That they I'm just saying not only a wooden box, but it was a wooden box that they finished nailing together right before they sent these chicks yeah. down the river. In yeah. it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but no. Nah. Um, I don't know. That was that was Eyes of Fire. Yeah, we not spent way favorite. too much movie way too much time on that movie, honestly. Um yeah, it, not my favorite. Um, not my favorite either. It's worth a watch, I'd say. It was a valiant effort. I'd say it's worth <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's worth one watch, wouldn't you? No? I'd say it was. I don't think you're missing anything if you don't see it. Probably it, not. There's better movies to watch, honestly. Sure. That's that's, that's kind of where I'm at. There's also worse movies. There to are. Watch. Speaking of worse movies, Prey 
2022 sucked. End of story. Fucking Let's terrible. go home. Don't believe anything you've heard. <laughs> uh, Parade from 2022, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, the uh, director of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Uh, the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Comanche. Comanche. Uh, Naru, a skilled warrior, fights the Protector tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land on Earth. I fucking love the entire setup to this movie. Uh, like the idea of a predator coming back when it was just Native Americans and it was like predator versus, I mean, essentially, I hate to say it, but like fish in a barrel. There's no technology. Like the predators were so far in, in advance, you know? You would think that it would be easy and then it's not. I liked though that because like think think back to even the original Predator, Predator 2, Alien vs Predator, Predators, all of the Predator movies. Do I have to think about Aliens vs Predator? <laughs> you don't have to, but I think really about it. To. Um all of the Predators in those movies are always more extremely more technolo- technologically yeah. advanced than we are. Mm-hmm. Uh but we still find ways to best them. And that's no different in this movie because the the predator in this movie was yes more technologically advanced than the Comanche, uh, um, the Comanche fight warriors that yeah. they were fighting, and the and the Frenchmen, but they were he was still he it I don't know what you call him <laughs> was still far less far less technologically advanced than the predator from 1987 that yeah. we you know. Um, far Which less, is, far less. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought it was good. Like it was still, I thought it was really cool because you're going back 300 years in, in our, or th- yeah, 300 years in our history mm-hmm. as far as, uh, what the capabilities that people had here. Yeah. And it was obvious that the capabilities that the predator had in this movie were 300 years in the like 300 years less uh, advanced than the also. Predator. Yeah. I, I, I did think this. I thought that, like, even though the Predator is definitely more primal, it still had tech, right? It still had, like, the, the metal shield thing on its hand. It mm-hmm. still had the, 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 the laser pointer, missile launcher thingy, even though those were kind of like their version of arrows, if you will. It mm-hmm. kind of seemed like they had all this kind of tech, but then. The Predator himself just wears a bone mask, which is not really much protection at all compared to like the super advanced like metal, metal helmet yeah. that it wore in the future and this and that. Right. I thought it was weird and it almost didn't make sense. And I feel like they did it more for aesthetics to give it a bone mask that didn't really provide any kind of protection at all. Um, well, I guess it depends. When it's got on... all this other tech though to protect it and to fight. But if you think about it, You've seen the movie Predators, right? Yeah. So that that bone mask that the Predator was wearing was one of the skulls from a river ghost, uh-huh. right? And on the the game reserve planet that the Predators hunt on, uh-huh. they probably take place like they probably take part in the same sort of ritualistic hunting that the Comanche hunters do here on Earth in this movie. Like there was. Uh, um, Naru was working her way up to the point where she was going to take take part in the. Um, I'm going to butcher the the word that the komeha com- yeah, or whatever. Her, her first kill, her right? First, like yeah. the her the, first big hunt, like her first big hunt yeah. where she was hunting something that was hunting her, right? 
So if they were on the predator planet, the game reserve planet, uh, and and this is obviously like this predator that's here on Earth in this movie hunting Naru and and the Frenchman and stuff like that is pretty obviously a a, a novice hunt novice hunter. Yeah, it makes sense that his armor would be less uh less advanced because maybe. Maybe that's you have to fair. maybe you have okay. to work your way up through the ranks. You know what I mean? That's fair. I so guess, like I maybe maybe her hit, looking for her first big hunt though is kind of the same thing that he's doing. But maybe his first maybe his first hunt was killing one of the the river ghosts on the on the yeah. okay. game reserve planet. Okay, that's fair. And so he got to use the skull as his mask, right? Yeah, my my point was a small point. I just thought it was interesting that like that you have like but, all this tech and then you don't have a big mask or whatever. No, know? that's that's, that's fine. What I'm saying is I think we could actually like this is one of those movies where on the surface you look at it as just another predator movie, but we could probably pick apart little details like that and talk oh, about sure. it for hours. I'm sure. I I, I think that I think it's kind of cool to draw the distinction between the predator in this movie who is clearly less capable than other predators we've seen in other movies. Sure. Versus Naru, who is... First time they're ever seeing humans, too. First time they're ever up against them. First time they've come into the planet. Now, was that... Do you think that's what this is? Like, this is this is the first time one of the predators has come to our planet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of it. Is it, though? Yeah. The fight, Naru, a skilled warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators. To one of them. the first. I still think I still think it was probably the first. I think that's the idea. Well, like it was, a, it was taking a voice, place in that. In there's that a time. voiceover at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that says something about. Uh, doesn't it say something about they've been coming for hundreds of years or something like that? Um, if they did, I missed that part because I didn't realize what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, but it, the whole, the whole point, even, even this would be a correction, but even if he's not the first, the whole point of it is that it's one of the first, sure, right? Yeah. That, that's it. That, that, that's, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, I love the fact that it's like the predator doesn't know what to expect either. Cause it's a new foe, right? right? You can always see the predator learning as he's going. Well, he know? gets, he gets hurt a lot in this movie. Yeah. Like before he ever even meets up with a human in this movie. Doesn't Naru find several spots where uh, it's been injured? There are, or a you couple can see times like a little bit of itself. the yeah. You can see a little bit of the green blood. Yeah. Like there's there's a, there's a time when he's fixing his own wounds. Like he's putting the spray on his wounds and healing them. Oh, up. after he fights the, the same, wolf. At the same time that she's healing her own wounds for right. something else. Like they're doing the same thing. Like these warriors are the same same type of warriors. Right. They're just. The same yet differently abled, if you will. Right. Um, yeah. I, if you haven't picked it up yet so far, uh, the movie is about Naru, uh, played by Amber Mid Thunder. What a fucking sweet name. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I was fucking tribal. What a sweet name. <laughs> I do. Like, they have sweet names. Oh, that's not bad. Um, and then uh, her brother, uh, Tabe, played by Dakota Beavers. Sweet name. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as awesome, Not but quite still as pretty awesome. cool. Still a sweet name. Um, the Predator, played by Dane uh, Ligario, or, or D, D, bleh, I can't say his name. Dane D'Legro. That's close. D'Legro? D'Legro. D'Legro, okay. Yeah. Um, and he was awesome as the Predator. Yeah, I thought he was, he was really, really good. He's a, he's pretty new to acting, too. He's a, he's an ex-professional um, basketball player. Yep. 
And when he got into acting, his two main focuses were to play a predator and to play Jason Voorhees. Oh, really? And he has now crossed one of those off the list. Yeah. That's awesome. And he could be a totally good Jason Voorhees, too. Yeah. He's got he's, the size. He's got the Yeah, he's a big dude. Chops, he's yeah. uh, what did I, six, six, nine, yeah. 245 pounds. Yeah. That's that's a big dude. He's a big dude. <laughs> um, those are the only three main characters that you really need to know. There's, there's a bunch of other um, native people that were there as well. You had like this Rufio-looking motherfucker that was kind of a dick the entire uh, movie. Oh, you mean you mean you don't you don't care about big beard or waxed mustache? I love the fact that those are their <laughs> names, but no, I don't care. Or I actually <laughs> thought that was a really interesting choice. I did not expect Europeans to show up in this movie. Oh, really? Did not expect it at all. I thought this was going to be a pure, just woods native people predator. I knew. Like, I knew as soon as well, and and then it became pretty obvious. Like ten seconds after the scene started, I knew as soon as she walked up on that uh, the field of dead bison. Yeah, that it was. But so she because said, because the predator wouldn't do that. The predator did do that though. It did the exact same thing to the snake. The snake tried to attack it. I'm sure the bison probably tried to ram him. Why would it, why would he ki- why would he him. kill an entire field? They of... wouldn't show him. They wouldn't show him just skinning the snake and leaving it to not set up for a field of other animals that were just killed and skinned and left. If it was the Europeans that did that, they would have taken the meat. They would have butchered them. They would have yeah no yeah. no because that's not why Europeans killed bison. In the seven in the in the eighteenth century, it, the, but it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense for them not to take food for themselves, though. Whether that's why they killed them or not, that doesn't make no, sense. No, the, the this that's exa- that's exactly what happened when when bison started being killed by the thousands. Europe Europeans were killing. Well, I guess at this point they were Americans, but they were killing bison by the thousands because they knew that bison were such an important um, source of food and. And uh, and and supplies for not supplies, but what the hell's the um, resource? Resource, yeah, exactly. Thank you. They're such an important sure, resource I get that. for. I, just, I don't know. I for Native Americans, they were killing them and just leaving the bodies to rot because I, they they were taking away that source of resources. I get that, but I feel like for the purposes of this movie, I feel like that's what they want you to think. I think it was the predator that did it, though. Well, no, because you know for sure that it's not the predator because she even addresses the fact that it wasn't the predator. She no, she she goes. She doesn't know that it wasn't. She's just assuming it was them. I, I think it was the predator, though. Why would the? But the predator doesn't kill things that aren't a threat to it, and the bison are no threat to the predator. Uh, maybe tried to ride it. And it, and it kicked him off. Do you know? Do you know no, what I mean? Bring, though, no, like the bi- a, the bison posed. You, like okay. maybe maybe okay. one bison would try to charge it, and then it would kill it. But a whole field full of bison posed no threat to the predator. Okay, there's no fine. there's okay. no reason he would go I will and slaughter concede, all of them. I will concede your point on that. I will concede your point. Yeah, I just thought that there was there was something to be said though about him killing the snake, skinning it, and then leaving it for dead. But and the, then there's a field of bison where the exact same thing happened. But he's a he's a he's a he kills things that pose a threat to him, and the and the the snake tried to attack him. Yeah, that's like fair. You'll, okay. you'll you'll notice the the ant was crawling on him. He didn't crush the ant. the The rat ate the ant off of his leg. He didn't give a shit about the rat. The snake 
he didn't kill the snake until the snake turned and tried to strike him. Which proves a real a, a very good thing. What? That apparently predators are warm blooded. They're not mm. like reptilian or cold blooded. Because the only way the snake would be the reason the snake saw him when he was invisible is because of the heat sensors yeah. in the pits oh, on yeah. the viper. Yeah. So you know, predators are most definitely warm blooded. That green goo that runs through their veins is it's hot. <laughs> Who knew? Um yeah, I um I, I, I definitely dug Dane uh Deligero. 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 Just say Dane, we know. Yeah, Dane. I liked him as a predator. I thought it was good. Uh the rest of the uh people were also fantastic. None of them were really, like I said, big enough to really focus on yeah there was not i mean like the hunting party that they went out with for a while uh most of them most of them just kind of it's fodder well not even fodder like they didn't like they didn't get killed or anything like that predator though takes out the entire hunting party is brutal (laughs) and badass it's so good it's so good it's this movie doesn't have a lot of dialogue in it either. This movie is very much a a silent ish movie if you will like there's there's probably out of the hour and a half long the movie is, there's maybe, what, a half an hour's worth of dialogue in the yeah, entire movie? Yeah, probably. Tops. Some really amazing cinematography, too. Yep. Um, there's some beautiful shots. Uh, they really are. So we're talking about a lot of the stuff that we that we loved about the movie. Mm-hmm. We talk about something that at least was terrible. What? The CG on the animals in this movie was god-awful. Like, like the lion, the, all of it. the 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 mountain lion, the bear, the snake was especially egregious, in my opinion. <laughs> like it just wasn't good. I've seen I've seen good animal CGI. I know, and I understand that animal CGI is very difficult to do because the textures and all that stuff. Sure, yeah. This just wasn't good. Yeah, none of them were. Even the bear scene, which was like the biggest scene in the movie, where she first sees the predator, and it's got that kills the bear, and it's lifting it above its head, and the blood's dripping. It just wasn't like the effects of the bear itself. Yeah, were just not good. Yeah, yeah, especially like it's when, a it's a big hindrance to the movie, when, especially when it when it, the the movie leans kind of so heavily on those scenes and those yeah. those those animal characters. It it really it really does a disservice to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I, I guess the only thing, like, I the only thing I could say against it is like, the there's three animal scenes in the entire movie, so there's not it's it it doesn't like the animals probably make up what like make maybe maybe two or three minutes out of the entire movie. No, it's way more than that. You have the doe in the beginning. You have the the snake part. You the have doe. The, I can't think of the doe. Uh, well, she's the white tail that she's trying to. Uh, maybe it's not a doe, but the deer, the white tail deer that she's trying to hunt in the very beginning of the movie. A female deer, a doe, a deer. Um, yeah, there's the there's that. There's the snake, which is really bad. There's the bear that's really bad. There's the um, there's another one too. The lion. The lion's really. But even bad. still, everything that you just said maybe takes up two or three minutes no, of the movie. No, it's more than that. It's definitely more than that. But the, but even even if they're not though, they're really big scenes in the movie. Yeah, they're 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 crucial to the movie. And, yeah, and there's a lot of attention put on them. And yeah, the the bear it just really <laughs> the just ba- took me out of it. The bear was like, especially when they're looking down on it from the ridge, and yeah, um, I, the the dog was awesome. The dog was not CG. The dog but was the not dog, CG. But yes. the dog was the dog was awesome. I thought it was really cool too that they. I was reading that they um, w- what was the breed a Carolina dog? Yeah. 
it's like a breed of wild dog or something like that that they very they, similar. Yeah, they wanted to get as uh, as accurate as far as like the type of dog that might have actually been with the Comanche at that that point in time in the 1700s. So they found this. Um, they found this uh, this Carolina dog, which had never done any movie work or anything like yeah. that before. So it was pretty kind good, of though. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was really cool. What a pretty dog too. Super pretty. Um, loved it. Yeah. Uh, as as far as like the as far as like the typical predator stuff goes, awesome. I actually really liked. I liked the fact that you could tell that this predator was a, like not quite as adept as still learning how to hunt human prey yeah exactly like, like, and probably this if 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 it wasn't the first one to be there they probably had never gone up against human prey that was this combative right that put up that much of a fight because the predator almost seemed confused when it was fighting back like when she was fighting back and was winning like it almost seemed like it was like trying to figure things out but i also love the fact there's a couple of times where he could have killed her so easily when she was either caught in a bear trap or whatever. But she was imposing a threat. And he let her go. Right. Like the predator actually let her go because he wanted a fair fight. And I love that. I think that's great. That's part of what I've always loved about the predator as a character in all of the movies is there's honor. Yeah. Oh yeah. He won't just kill somebody just for the just for the hell of it. Like it it needs to be somebody who's capable of fighting back against pride thing. Yeah, um, among, amongst it's, the people, it's pride and, and honor. The predator, the predator people too. We've learned from other movies that the predator species they don't just come and kill. Like if you, if the predator loses in in the other movies, the predators come down. They take the body of their own, and they they basically show respect to whoever killed one of theirs, and they leave. Right? Was it uh, was it Predator Two with uh, Danny Glover? Uh, I might have been that. Yes. Um. Yeah. Predator Two with Danny. And they then do it one of the one of the newer ones too. I think. And there was, but I'm I'm thinking specifically of there's a fight that takes place. I think it's actually on one of the Predator ships or something like that. And there's like a a final like hand to hand combat scene, and the Predator is bested. And mm-hmm. at that point in time, they could just kill. Sure. Uh. Um. Was it was it Danny Glover? Or was it because uh, I know Danny Glover and uh, Gary Busey were both in it. I I've can't not, remember I've who. I think it was Danny Glover. Forever, so. They could have killed him though. Yeah. But instead, I think they. If I haven't seen two in so long, but if I remember correctly, they just like hand him the weapon. Yeah. As like a here, here's yeah, a as a token. Yeah. Here, like here's won. here's yeah. to a here's to a valiant, <laughs> a valiant effort, a job well done on the this way battle, that we and keep then your skull and brainstem and brainstem, like that you, we'll give you this. Right. We'll give you this, <laughs> and then we're gonna peace out, and we'll yeah. be back when we're ready to fight again. Like I've that's what I've always loved about the predator. Yeah, it's, I agree. Is not just a mindless killer. Yeah, I agree. You know? it, it's sophisticated. Right. It's a sophisticated hunter that takes pride in what it's doing. Right. Basically. Right. Um, I I also thought too. We had talked uh, earlier in previous episodes about how we thought it was so cool they did a Comanche, um, audio track. Oh, the dub, yeah. And we weren't sure how we were going to watch this movie. If we were going to watch that, you know, and and get the the actual Comanche or whatever. Um, unfortunately. I will say that the Comanche audio dub 
is just as egregious as any English <laughs> dub on other foreign films. <laughs> it's just not it's just not an ideal way to watch the movie unless that is your language of choice. It's got to be it's got to be tough cuz I know that they actually brought the actors themselves back to do the dub, the yeah. Comanche dub. Sure. It's got to be tough because like all of these actors, especially Amber Mid Thunder did an amazing job with this movie. Like some of the emotion and her like the after she spoiler alert after she kills the predator, <laughs> uh, or rather tricks it into killing itself, her scream like her like her warrior cry that she does at at like at him after yeah. he dies gave me the chills and uh, like and she there was something too about like her her makeup how it was all her uh, war paint like under her eyes yeah. It was so dark under her eyes that it made it made her eyes just like look super huge hot. and expressive. <laughs> yeah, and hot. <laughs> it made her eyes eyes look huge and expressive. And like I, I just thought she did such an amazing job in this movie. Um that when I went and I tried to watch the Comanche dub, it like for her to come back and do the like play the part that she was playing. I just I think it's I think it's hard to capture that again like well, that surely. emotion they're not, they're not in the moment they're not right whatever but also too the, the, the and trans- they're not voice actors there's voice actors who could come in and they could do that kind Maybe. of stuff and they could show that sort of emotion that you're supposed to show on screen but I think for people well, the think, actors like themselves actor, to come back if you're and an do actor it. you should be able to come in and act I mean that's it's no different but. I, I, I also think, though, that there's just a difference. The language is different. It's harder to convey certain things in a language that takes, you know, five five or six words in one language mm-hmm. to convey the same thing in one word in another sure, language. Sure, yeah. Like, that can be kind of difficult because, you know, you're trying to convey the same thing and you're not in the moment. You're not, like, the emotion's not there, even though you're supposed to be an actor. Like, that can be difficult, and I feel like that's a lot of what it was in this well, like the language just didn't lend itself to the same performance. Yeah. And it also you know? has, I mean, like, it's it also has a lot to do with, uh, you know, like, there's certain languages where where we might, as, as English-speaking people, we might, uh, at the tail end of our sentence, we might raise our voice yeah. to, like, express some sort of emotion where the cadence or the... Uh, I, I guess that's probably the best yeah, the, the best way to put like the cadence or like the the uh, the inflections in your voice are used in a much different way mm-hmm. to convey emotion. Yeah. So like the person might still be feeling certain emotions, but like the 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 way their language is is constructed, it's just not done in the same way as ours. Yeah. I, I, that's I don't no, know. I get, I it's hard saying. to explain, I, but like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it really, yeah, it kind of takes you out of the moment. Point is, it's it's really cool they did a Comanche language dub. For, yeah, for first the people, first movie that's ever done it yeah. ever. It's amazing. Yeah. I I just I just like I said, I I don't know that it it's it's my favorite way of watching. Just for my overall experience, I yeah. And that being said, I I kind of hated the fact that I watched a movie where <laughs> these Native Americans were speaking English. Like it, it does take me out of it a little bit. Right. I really wish that they would have just spoken the language on set. Well, and it would have been a subtitled movie. I did I just wish. I did like that they mixed the way that like Apocalyptica was. Yeah. Which was uh, it's such a good fucking movie. Yeah. And, and the, it's an and it's an American made movie that doesn't need English. Well, and that's the thing. 
if this movie, if they would have just had the the actors speak Comanche the whole time, yep. I would have loved it. Yeah. It's just that dubs suck. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Dubs suck. If they had been speaking Comanche the whole time, I would have loved it. Yeah. Um did I did you... I did like the fact though that they mixed in the language with English. Yeah. Still though. Yeah. I like, like the fact was... too that when you met the Europeans uh speaking what what were French. they? French. Yeah. Um that they didn't subtitle it. Right. Like, because you're not supposed to know it. Right. She doesn't understand what they're saying. Exactly. Therefore, we don't know what they're saying. Right. And I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. If if, if the main character who you're kind of seeing the, the, the story through, like, her eyes, mm-hmm. if she doesn't get what's happening, we shouldn't either. Right. And I, I loved that. I thought that was great. Yeah. That was a really cool touch. Um, And no subtitles or whatever. And I, I got to go back to this. I'm jumping all over the place here. Mm-hmm. They finally finally did something in this movie that I have been waiting to see in a horror movie forever. What? She used a bear trap as a projectile. <laughs> I have been waiting for that. The open bear trap on a, on a on a chain, swinging around and then hitting somebody with it. So when it hits them, it closes on their head. So she did Fuck, it. Fuck, it's so good. She did it and the Predator did it. Did they both do it? Yeah. There was a part, there was a part where the Predator... Uh, took it and I had to rewind it like three times because I was like, how did he just open that? Because he does a weird little thing where he flips it against the tree. Yeah. And it bounces off the tree and he catches it and he throws it at a dude. I mean, it would it go was, off. It was during off the tree though. It's what's not, that? It's not really realistic. It would totally go off. No, off he was reopening it. Oh. Like he picked it up and somehow as he bounced it off the tree, it reopened and oh, then he okay. threw it at okay. one of the French guys. Oh, okay. yeah. It was during that big. There was so much going on. Bear trap me like one of your Frenchmen. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much going on during that battle scene, though, that it was it was hard to keep. Yeah, up. okay. That's I, why I, I said that. I rewound it like three times to see what he did. But I just love that. I've been waiting for somebody to throw a bear trap oh, at yeah. somebody forever, and I'm yeah. like, hey, they finally did. I got so excited. <laughs> I'm watching this at like two a.m. in bed. I think yes. I I almost woke her up next to me because I'm like yes, yes. finally. <laughs> I was so excited. Um, did you get the impression too? There's a lot of gore cut out of this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, which bums me out. Yeah, I'm I'm I'll be excited when this movie comes out on physical media, which I'm sure it's going to. It'll yeah. be it's going to be on Hulu for a while, probably not, but I guarantee you there's going to be either an extended cut of this movie or lots of deleted scenes. Yeah, um, because it it, does, it just seems that they cut away from certain things a little bit too quickly sometimes. Yep. Um, and it just seemed like there was more to it than what we got. Yep. I agree. Um, yeah. My, my last big thing about this is that the ending to me didn't make a ton of sense. Um, and I, I, I guess now that we're at the end of the episodes, I will say spoilers <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, too late here. Um, I thought the ending was weird. Cause here's the thing. the, the Predator has its laser sights that are built into the side of its little uh, bone helmet thing, right? Mm-hmm. Primitive compared to later versions of the Predator, but it's still there. The tech is still there and all. Right, right, right. The laser sights are directly linked to the three like little arrow missile things that it's got, right? Mm-hmm. He shoots the arrows. So he loses his mask, which has the, the laser sight on it. She sets it up between like these two rocks or whatever to kind of aim it. And she, she sets the predator up to be right in the line of sight, right? He's so that stuck she can in quicksand at the time. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. The predator knows that his missile things only go where the lasers go. Mm-hmm. He no longer has the mask with the lasers on it. 
yet he still tries to shoot her with them, thinking they're going to hit her, knowing full well they only go where the laser goes, and he didn't know where the laser was. Why would he have expected those to hit her? I'm not saying that he expected them to hit him. Desperation. A moment of desperation. He's stuck in in quicksand. I guess. And I she guess. was and she was really not that far out of range. Like it's it's possible that they could have made it to her. I think before been, they before they started maybe, to track where the lasers maybe were I guess I guess I feel like it would have been more like apropos for her to win based on literally just her surroundings. Like if she would have just drowned him in quicksand and his missiles didn't work because he no longer had his aiming thing, right? So he fired the matter, but they all missed like they did earlier in the movie. First of all, drowned. Drowned. <laughs> Sorry, if she drowned, would have drowned him in quicksand. Drowned in the quicksand. Like I, I just feel like, like if she would have killed him by literally him not being able to move and drowning in in the quicksand, that would have felt way more like appropriate. I feel like maybe not maybe not from an entertainment standpoint for making a movie, but like yeah. in terms of story. Or he's stuck there, and then she finds a way to kill him using her her way of doing it, you know, sure. her hatchet thing, whatever, which her hatchet with the leash would not have worked anywhere near as well as it, she did in that movie. That, that was just weird. But Yeah, right, dude. Right, just wouldn't have. <laughs> um, listen, I've tied strings to things. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, but my point is, though, is like they, they, they put a big emphasis on her crafting that tool. Mm-hmm. I feel like she should have, like, cut its head off with the fucking hatchet or something. I mean, she did a lot with it. You don't, But you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like him killing himself by his own hand takes a, a little bit away from, from her as a hunter. But she you know, she set up a trap exactly like Arnold does in 1987. Yeah. This it, isn't Arnold. This I know. Isn't well, I know, but this like 1700. I know, but you, you know that they got to do like a even though this is a prequel, you know that they got to do a callback to no, the original. I and I I understand that. I do understand that. I'm just just giving you my my personal feelings on it. Like I feel like it would have been a bit more effective done the other way. That's all. Well, the original. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Again, the I original. Care. I don't care what the original did. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just I think that I think that in that moment, like her her adapting and her figuring out how things were. This is technology that she shouldn't have known how to use at all. Right. Sure. Um, in fact, like the, the idea that she could have figured out how it works so fast is completely unrealistic. Sure. But also we're talking about a movie where a space, space alien comes to hunt people on earth. So it's all unrealistic. But, uh, the fact that she learns how to use his own technology against him, I think is pretty cool. Sure. And I think that... I don't know. I like when he first fell into the quicksand. I was like, "No, that can't be it," because that would be stupid. It would be very anticlimactic. I thought, right? Yeah. yeah. When he rose out of there, I thought, "Okay, here we go." I thought he was gonna jump out of it somehow. To be honest with you. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I guess too- I really didn't. Th- I guess I really didn't think about it. But you have kind of a point. Like it's it. 
it's it seems like he would have known better at that point. The, the but whole, the whole point is that it, she was supposed to be getting her first big hunt though, based on her own skills. She I was mean, supposed to be proving her. I, I give, mean, no, 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 I, I get I everything get leading saying. up to that was all pure. No, skill I know, on I know. Her part, on her part, I just feel like it would have been more satisfying. That's all. Yeah. If he didn't essentially kill himself. I mean, yeah. that's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. No, uh, you're no, you're right. That 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 scene too when she was in the quicksand earlier in the movie, mm. did that not just like to harken back to like never ending story? Uh-huh. That's all I was thinking of. I'm like, I try you. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, it was very like it, it was it it gave me anxiety. Um and and also like I have you have you ever looked up how to get out of quicksand? Yeah. I've you don't, you don't move and you like very slowly lift yourself out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole time I was watching that, I was like, I was like, no, don't, don't do that. Just, <laughs> just, just he was get even us a, thinking about it. Just don't. But the, but the, the she, I mean, you know, what she did was, was Fine. effective. But sure. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I thought it was cool that they brought it back to the quicksand at the end of the movie. I think that you're right that like watching him shoot himself in the head essentially was not the most it was not the most um satisfying thing yeah. in the world but I don't really see how else they could have done it she aside from her throwing her hatchet at him like a hundred times because well, he's not a very, hundred times but I, I mean like she she had she had cut his actually he cut his own arm off which I thought was pretty awesome sure because it just showed it was another instance of showing how amateur he was yeah you know um and also the fact that he looked at his cut his own cut off arm and sighed really heavy at it <laughs> did you notice that <laughs> i did <laughs> he's like he cuts his arm off and then he just looks and he goes <sighs> like fuck um yeah i thought that was i i i just don't see i don't see how else they could have done it to where it would have been like really realistic in that moment. Well, also because too at one point the predator, you know, when her and her brother are chained up to the tree and then earlier when she's in the uh when she's in the uh the foot chain. Mm-hmm. The he could have killed her at any at both of those points. Yeah. He chooses not to because that's not a fair fight. Uh-huh. Like he wants to kill her in like one-on-one hand-to-hand combat. So if you think so about it then. So him being stuck in the quicksand is like her being stuck in the trap or being stuck on the tree. Right. So if you think about it, she like had she sat there and just thrown her hatchet at his face a hundred times, it would have been like him killing her while her foot was stuck in the bear trap. Sure. But by her f- forcing him essentially to kill himself... Her hands are clean. Like it's still like she didn't. A, she didn't. She didn't clean? kill a. She didn't kill a helpless. She didn't kill helpless prey at that point in time. Yeah. He killed himself but by his own folly because he should have been aware of what was going on. He should have been aware of his surroundings. But that's not at that point though. That's not. That's not a clean kill. She no, didn't she, kill him. But she brings his head back to her her camp. As the victor, or like she killed him, she didn't kill him. He killed himself. Yeah. So is that a false victory on her part? I maybe that's why. Maybe that's why at the end, which I I think you said you didn't really notice. I this, watched but, it. I watched it before we started. Yeah. So, as the end credits start to roll, 
you see basically the entire movie played out in uh, animatics, cave drawing. Well, yeah. not even cave drawings; these are hide drawings. Which is, uh, I, I was reading that they they went and found. Uh, I'm gonna have to do this as a correction because I can't find it again right now on the fly. But they have uh, somebody who is a hide artist, mm-hmm. somebody like a well-known. A high artist. <laughs> a high artist. No, somebody who is who's part of I don't know if they're part of the Comanche Nation, mm-hmm. but somebody who's uh who is their expertise is in doing hide hide paintings, hide sure, drawings. Sure, sure. So they had them do the the post credit role, not post credit role, but pre credit role, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um and it basically plays out the entire story in drawings, and then the very last thing that you see is something that didn't happen in the movie, which is you see uh, Naru standing there with the other people in her village with the Predator's head on the ground, and then you see three or four Predator ships come out of the clouds. So maybe that's, you know. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't a clean kill. Maybe she brought the head back as a trophy when it wasn't so like... I'm still choosing to believe that that's the Predator people coming to pick up their dead like they had in, in the other movies. But in the you other... Because in the other movies, the Predator are... They're a very honorable thing. If you lose the fight, no matter what, they come, they give you credence, and they take their dead and they leave. Like That, that kind of seems to be what they do. Yeah. So I'm still choosing to believe that's what they do. The idea, though, that like they came and saying, oh, it not, wasn't a fair fight, like, doesn't really seem like their style. Yeah. Based on what we know about that, the, the Predators from other movies. Right. I don't know. So the moral of the story is if at any point in time in real life you ever see one of these things, just quicksand it. Just curl up in a ball and act like a completely just act like you're not a threat at all. Sure. And he'll just walk away. Yep. It's fine. That's it. Yeah. You'll have to live the rest of your life knowing that you're a complete coward. But... And get really cold. <laughs> find some herbs that bring your body temperature down. <laughs> Just find yourself some cold herbs. Um, uh, anyway, though, yeah, that that's pray. That's pray. I thought it was fucking awesome. I, I did too. It. I loved it. I loved every second of yeah. it. I really did. Even though there's a couple things that we complained about, whatever. That was sure, yeah. nitpicking. Right. Uh, I absolutely loved it, though. Uh, the Predator looks badass, too. Maybe one of my favorite Predator uh, Very cool. versions of, of the character. Yeah, but anyway, I thought it was cool. The design was awesome. Same. Movie, movie was awesome. Acting Same. was awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, very cool. Loved great, it. Great, great, great. Um, right. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, it for this we'll see you next week. We don't really know what we're doing nope. yet. It's going to be I... a, a wonder. It's being that we're uh, recording on a Thursday. It'll be a wonder this week. Yep. But uh, we'll figure that out. Ooh, uh, I have an idea. Oh. I have an idea. Good. I like ideas. Uh, before next week and before that idea if you want to find us on uh, social media you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC um, you've uh, you've clearly already found us if you're listening this far uh, so if you have to tell a friend tell your dog tell your dog's friend you know if uh, Mr. Bone Jangles has a friend Larry have him tell Larry Mr. Bone Jangles. That's it, yeah. And Larry. Okay. Yep. Larry Larry the Larry the Goat. If your dog's got a goat friend, have him tell him. <laughs> that's, that's all I got this week. All right, come on. You need Thanks to late. go home. Yep. All right. Uh we will see you next week. All right. Cheers, sir. Okay, have a good night. See ya. Cheers, bud. Yeah.